from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Hi, is this Brandon? Yeah. What's up, dude? Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. So 30 seconds or less is quickly becoming a fan favorite on the Roz and Mocha Show. Basically, fans will write in and ask Maury and Mocha to try and either simultaneously or compete against each other uh, with a task or some sort of skill or whatever it is uh, if they can achieve this in 30 seconds or less. Uh, make a balloon animal in 30 seconds or less. The last one we did uh, by request was, can they eat an entire peeled lemon in 30 seconds or less? Mocha came yeah. very close. Yeah. Like, I, I ate the lemon, but it wasn't in 30 seconds. Right. Um, Brandon, what is... Yeah. Your suggestion for thirty seconds or less? Um, can they uh, can they tie a tie? And if it's for Mori, can he do it, or does his dad still have the tie for Okay, oh, hold no. on. Okay, hold on. Here. So you, you <laughs> can threw your in the dad tie a tie for you <laughs> in thirty seconds okay. or less. So you threw in the request and a low key diss. I like that. It's appreciated. So the question is, can you tie a tie in thirty seconds or less? And we're no mirrors allowed, right? No, none. You can't stare no. at yourself in front of the mirror. Uh, Mocha, do you know how to tie a tie? I do. Do you know how to tie a tie without looking at yourself in front of a mirror? Yes, you do. I can do it. Okay, so you're confident that you're going to be able to do this It'll in thirty seconds or yeah. less. Uh, Maury, come on in here. We know Maury um, has tried this a couple of times on the show over the years, tying a tie. Came close one time, but your dad tied your ties for you, right? Yes, now Matthew does them. Now Matthew does them. Do you ever untie your ties, or are you like me, and you have 45 ties that are already tied just hanging They're off all one, tied, one hanging coat there. hanger in the closet? Yep, really? that's right. All yeah. tied, wow. still hanging there. Now, yeah. does Matthew tie your tie for you, like where he stands behind you, or can he do it standing in front of you? He face stands face? in front of me and keeps hitting me under the chin to put my head up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is the request for 30 seconds or less, which is, can you tie a necktie in 30 seconds or less? And I'm going to say this with it, okay? okay? This is not just about the knot. The tie, when finished, has to also be the appropriate length that you would wear. Absolutely. Okay. So, Maury, you have to run downstairs and go grab us two ties. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, no problem. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 30 seconds or less. Woo! Okay, so here we go. I love 30 seconds or less. This is my new favorite game we do. Uh, we get a lot of requests from people mm -hmm. of things. The challenge can you blank in 30 seconds or less? This is Mocha against Dammit Mori. Uh, whether they can achieve something in 30 seconds or less. Blow up a balloon animal is one of them. You both failed miserably at that. Oh, terrible, yeah. Uh, horrible. Could Can you eat an entire peeled lemon in 30 seconds or less? That was the one that we did Everything on the Everything is so hard. On the last one, which was uh, Mocha got so close. I like, know. Like, so close. I finished a lemon, but not in 30 seconds. Uh, today's challenge, Ross comes from Brandon. Brandon asked by request, can you tie a tie 
in 30 seconds or less. Now, no mirrors can be involved in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mocha, you know how to tie a tie. I do. So I'm confident that you'll probably be able to do this in 30 seconds or less. Damn it, Maury uh, has never actually successfully tied a tie. You've tried many times on this show, and your father used to tie your ties for you, and now your husband, Matthew, ties your ties for you. You did it once for me. And I did it once for you. That's uh, that's right. Yes, I did. I remember that. Uh, So, Maury, what So I have to undo this. So you have to undo the tie. we got to start fresh here. How about 30 seconds or less how to undo the tie? (laughs) Excuse me? What uh, what design is that? Oh, this is popsicles. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so Maury's How old are you again? No, you don't. You don't. Don't pull, don't, don't pull that one. It's only going to get tighter. That's what she said. <laughs> oh. Okay. There. That's the one that you pull. There you go. Look at that. It's all wrinkly. You should have tugged on it earlier. <laughs> Stop. You jerks. Uh, Mocha, what tie did you uh, have did a, you source today? Just this. Okay. Perfect. Oh, right. looks beautiful. Thank Look you. Look at that tie. Okay, so uh, the question is, can you tie a tie in 30 seconds or less? Now, keep in mind, it, this is not and appearance, okay? So you can't just do one perfect knot and have a little tiny nubbin of a tie hanging down. Yeah. It has to actually be a wearable knot. So the tie has to be the uh, the distance that you would normally wear a tie. Sure. Okay? I mean, you need to know what that is. Well, to your pant line. Thank you. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay? Man, I wish you didn't tell I, him. I would even say belly button. He's never gonna get it, man. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, So, uh, gentlemen, are you ready? Ready. 30 seconds on the clock and go. So, Maury is around his neck. Mocha is around his neck now. They're both trying to measure it out. Maury's tongue is sticking out of his mouth. Mocha is on his way. Mocha is up through the back, about to go through the hole in the middle. (laughs) Shush. Maury has no idea what he's doing. Mocha is done. There we go. Maury is making an absolute disaster of that. Okay, the skinny part is behind the fat part on Maury's tie. Okay. Okay. But the length is right. Okay, stand up. Okay. Okay. And yeah, but okay, the the length may be right though, Maury. So close. But that... That's if you not go like this. Hold on. That's not. If you go like what? If you just put it underneath, hide it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mocha, let's take a look at yours. Oh, look at that. That is beautiful. What a job that. you did. Thank you. That Thank is you. a good looking tie. You look like a male stripper, Mocha, because <laughs> you're wearing you're wearing a tie around your neck, but you have you're not wearing a collared shirt. Know, you're wearing so a t-shirt weird. with a tie right now. It's so weird. You look like uh, that. You know what that looks like? That looks like a graduation at Acton High, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Acton. <laughs> okay, Maury, uh, describe your tie. What was your process here? Uh, I just went. I tried to do what my dad does. Okay, which is what? Um, I tried Ignoring to put you? the no. no. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, <laughs> okay, go describe the process here. You put the, the small part underneath the fat part, and you put yeah. the, uh, the fat part through the lip. Okay, through the lip? <laughs> Nobody's ever described it as a lip. <laughs> and you shove it down in the lip hole. Okay, try take it, undo it now, undo okay. it again, and just talk us through your process here. Okay, so okay. you wrap. Skinny part over fat part. Yeah. Skinny part goes underneath fat part through the neck part. Yeah. And then you take the fat part. Yeah. And you put it down the lip hole. Okay. Like so. Right. Okay. I gotcha. And then you sort of just 
Yeah, you're, you are about to choke yourself, I fear. Yeah, I won't stop. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That looks pretty, you know, you look like a, you look like a flight attendant from 1965 right now. Well, Maury, we asked you to tie a tie. You made a neckerchief. So you did not tie a tie in 30 seconds or less. However, Mocha, you did tie a tie in 30 seconds or less. That is one win for Mocha. And again, if you have any requests for 30 seconds or less, hit us up. Uh, all you got to do is text us at 925 You can yes. also shoot us a, a message on Instagram. That's right. You, uh, can, find us, you can find us anywhere. That is uh, 30 oh. seconds or less. And then you, you put the uh, small part down. No, you don't. You're still doing it wrong. There we go. My Zoom meeting now. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Corey Feldman's been back in the news lately. For what now? Uh, well, because he finally released that documentary about the abuse that uh, he and Corey Haim allegedly went through. Well, Corey Haim did go through it, but not with the person that Corey Feldman says. And then, I don't know. And then Feldman showed up on that uh, Goonies reunion yeah. with Josh Gad. And Wait, yeah. Now, is he, did he do the, is he the one that released or had like a screening of the documentary and then some stuff happened yeah, and then they it, said he they was got like, oh, we got and, hacked because they don't want you to see the truth. The guy's just like, he's the worst. <laughs> oh man. But now uh, he has his very first top 20 hit. Because if you remember Corey Feldman, he used to go around dressing up like Michael Jackson, right? Like, yeah. do you remember that? Like he used to have the same jacket and the hair, like the long piece of hair coming down and stuff like this. And the last time we got a new Corey Feldman song, we played it on this show. I think I have it was here. years ago. It was called Ascension Millennium. Yeah. Do you remember that one? When do you think the song, when do you think we first played the song? Six years ago? It's 2016. 2016? Yeah, four years ago. Four. Oh, here we go. And didn't he perform this on, like, Good Morning America? It was a disaster. One of those shows? It was a disaster. Okay, so that, this is Ascension Millennium. Now, if you can believe, this song did not chart. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Huh. Sounds like something that people would be digging. Uh, but Corey Feldman has scored his first top 20 hit. With uh -huh. a song called You Are Free from his new documentary, My Truth. Uh, and it cracked. Apparently, I need backup on this. Can you find me hardcore data on this, please, Maury? They say that it cracked the top 20 on the adult contemporary chart. So if you are ready to hear, brace yourself, please. Because I know we could play a lot of great music on this show. Yeah. So brace yourself, Mocha, for this is the future right now. This is what music should be. You asked me not to tell a soul, so I locked it deep away. Does that sound like a hit?
What do you think of that? You're the music guy. I always defer to you uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to music. It's not my style. <laughs> I mean, it's very Broadway. <laughs> It's not like the first song I'd go to it's, if I needed something, you know, random. No, it's really terrible. Roz, I sent you a graphic from CoreyFeldman.net. Okay, hold on here. Oh, this is from Billboard, Adult Contemporary Indicator Chart. And it has, uh, yeah. Corey you put Feldman, a big red arrow next to it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. So what yeah, number is so it at? What number is it number, at? It debuted at number 20. Oh, wow. All right. right? It's, a, it's a new ad to the... Uh, to the adult contemporary charts, uh, so it is right between. Okay, here I'll give you some. Uh, I'll give you some context here. Uh-huh. So just above Corey Feldman's "You Are Free" is uh, Billie Eilish "Everything I Wanted," uh-huh. and just below is Billy o- Billy Joe Armstrong that version of "I Think We're Alone Now" that we played. Yeah. So he is in between Green Day and Billie Eilish with this. Congratulations, with this Corey Feldman. You asked me not to tell us. This track is six spots above Demi Lovato. Oh no! And eight spots above Halsey. Oh no! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Damn it, Maury. What's going on, man? I'm going to murder Mocha. Oh, why? Because he has found out that Matthew working at home yeah. on the home computer, the texts, when you guys send me texts, pops up on the screen. Right. So yesterday he said things. On text, and it pops up. Yeah. Matthew left the office. Right. Comes in, wakes me up from my slumber, my yeah. nap, and yeah. says, I need to know what you're hiding in the car. Get dressed. <laughs> oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. Get dressed. We're going to the car. Yeah. And I need you to prove to me that you're not hiding anything in the car. So I had to go down to the car with him, empty the trunk, show him in the back seat that there's nothing okay, in for fact. One second. Okay, pause for one second because I, you're, you're talking a mile a minute. I don't think anybody understands what you're talking about. So on the computer at home, the computer at home is under your profile, the Mac. Yeah, and so, so we share it all the time. Okay, and so you have your texts forwarded to your account on your computer as well. So if not anybody, on purpose, I've never figured out how to turn I, it off, and I don't know if there actually is a way to turn it <laughs> off. No, to be what he did with was you. when you sign into your iCloud account, yes, uh, on your your Mac computer, your messages, iMessage, will pop up. Right. And if you have notifications turned on, that's why they appear at the top of the screen. Right. So when Matthew is in the office, he sits there, and then these little bubbles keep popping up. Yeah. And the other day. <laughs> Mocha wrote uh, this. He texted it to, to Maury. Uh, Maury, did Matthew ever find out about dot, dot, dot? <laughs> and then it goes on, and we're all jumping into this now. Uh, I wrote, have you told Matthew yet? Let me know what he says. This stuff is hard. But I understand why you would do that. I wouldn't tell him either. I still can't believe it. That's, <laughs> that's a ton of money. <laughs> Cute though, <laughs> and then that one he says, "What are you spending money on?" Okay, so what did you write, Matthew, yesterday? So I wrote, "Hey, did Matthew find out yet?" And then Maury wrote back and said, "OMG, f word." Yeah. He asked if there's anything I want to tell him. You're gonna get me fired from home. <laughs> 
And then I replied and I said, Matthew won't find it if it's hidden in the car. <laughs> and it's that, that's the one he saw. And we had to go to the car. Okay, so Matthew drags you down. We had to down. go to the car. Matthew drags you down to the parking garage. I had to empty the trunk. Right. Uh-huh. Show him everything that's in the trunk. Right. Open up the back seat. Show him there's nothing in the back seat. Right. Glove compartments. Yes. Found the parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> what about the secret compartment behind the steering wheel? Okay, stop with this. <laughs> what? I'm just wait. I'm sending Maury a text right now. Oh, no. Yeah, Maury, you better, you better get your phone. I'm going to send this to you right now. No, and he's awake, too, because he told me something. I wish I had a cool hiding spot in front of my steering wheel, too. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did Mariah get in on the uh, the all-in challenge? Is that what I'm seeing? Did she really? Yeah. Why now, though? Because uh, I think that uh, everybody's jumping in whenever they get the chance. There's no deadline. Yeah, and I and I think that for a lot of them, there may be planning involved, right? Right. Like the Avengers one, like when they put that together, I'm sure that they had to go and say, "Hey, you want to be a part of this and get everybody together on a Zoom call or whatever it is." I don't don't know. they just have to say Avengers Assemble, and then they all just show <laughs> yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. yeah and then well, they there, there's they not- call their accountants and lawyers first, though. It doesn't sound like much planning was in Mariah's. No, that's the whole thing with the Mariah one is as very wonder- vague. as wonderful as it sounds, uh, it is very, very, ba- very vague. Hey everybody, this is Mariah, and I am more than happy to accept the all-in challenge to raise money for those in need right now. Just go to allinchallenge.com to win your chance to come to my show and have a VIP experience, come backstage, we'll have a splash, whatever, whatever, and then we're going to go to dinner, and you never know what kind of shenanigans we're going to get up to. So um, stay healthy, stay safe, and I will see you hopefully sooner than later. Oh, So to explain, splashes is champagne to her. I, I understood that, yeah. But as I said to Matthew last night when he was reaching for his credit card, and got it. I said, but I want to know what the shenanigans are. You kind of have to tell me a little bit about yeah. the shenanigans. Uh, I can tell you what the shenanigans are. Yeah. There are none. She'll make an appearance at your table yes. when you guys are having dinner. Like, she won't sit there and, no. like, look through the menu with you and be no. like, all right, like, are we going to split a bottle? No. Are we, should we do a bottle and champagne? Uh, you are not sharing dessert right? with what Mariah Carey. What do you guys want? To, should we get like three apps and <laughs> yeah, just like share exactly. everything? Is there anything you guys want? And then you sit there and yes. you have conversation and you order your meal and then wrap everything See, up three hours later. I don't the way think I said that it should have been broken down as a VIP experience, like during her show, Touch My Body, they should guarantee that you're on stage, you're the person she tickles with the feather on stage. Like, break it down. <laughs> like, tell me <laughs> I'm going to be tickled no, with a feather. With I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. Yes, yes, 100%. Because uh, for somebody like you, Maury, where you and Matthew have been to num- a number of Mariah shows and pay for that VIP experience. Still paying for that VIP <laughs> Like, the horror <laughs> stories that you've told of being yeah. backstage where... You literally see Mariah for maybe Don't five I, minutes. Hold on here. I got more Mariah stuff here. Go to the, the ex-Disneyland employee now. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, okay, so there's two clips. One is, this is, a, a, a I guess, like a whistleblower. Uh, an ex-Disneyland employee who did this on TikTok. She uh-huh. went through which celebrities, because I guess that was part of her job at Disneyland, was to manage celebrities when they came to the park. Yeah, so here's the happiest place on earth. So the first clip is the celebrities that were great to work with. Will Ferrell was the very first celebrity I met at my very first shift at Disneyland when I worked at the Hunnaman. 
attention, and he is very cool, a very nice man. Jason Derulo does not know lyrics to Christmas songs, and he had to write the lyrics on his hand, and it was kind of embarrassing. Can confirm that Mark Wahlberg is just as handsome in person as he is in photographs, and he is also a very nice man. Nicolas Cage is creepy. He looks like a vampire. He looks like he glows in the dark, and he was a little weird. And these people are awful. I had to deal with both of them separately. She is an absolute diva, and he is an absolute diva. And I hope that no cast member has to deal with these monsters ever again. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, so wait, that's wait. the tease. Now yeah. play clip number two. I'll start with Mariah Carey. So she's a diva. We all know it. She uh-huh. loves to say it. And I've heard it from many cast members. It's not just me, so sorry. She's just ah. rude. She's just not very friendly. She's, you know, not that great. And I love her, and I was really sad about that. Nick Cannon, on the other hand, has zero excuse to be a diva because you're Nick Cannon. So he was taping a Christmas parade for ABC and he was backstage with his little entourage of people and he was basically like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, don't even breathe in my direction. He was just being extra and bougie and I was not a fan and like, you're Nick Cannon, you're not that special, okay? Oh, oh, ouch! Ouch! I also like how she just threw it. She couldn't just say he was standing there no, in know. the backstage area with his entourage. He had to no. say uh, she's, he was back there with his little entourage. I know, I know. Also, you're just Nick Cannon. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Just reading this article on uh, how Ryan Murphy managed to get Macaulay Culkin to do the new season of American Horror Story. Oh. Because Ryan Murphy, when he has people in his show, because he's put together some incredible cast for shows, and I guess he doesn't have people read for parts traditionally. Like, he doesn't oh. have people come in and audition. He just gets them on the phone and he pitches them yeah. on the part. Interesting. And what he said to Macaulay Culkin was that he promised him a, quote, very, very great, insane part and crazy erotic sex with Kathy Bates. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I guess Kathy Bates is in the show as well. So there's going to be and that's some sold so Macaulay Culkin, to, which Culkin apparently responded. This sounds like the role I was born to play. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, did Macaulay Culkin ever officially change his middle name? Like he said he was gonna. Did you remember what? that story? No. So Macaulay Culkin. I don't even know what his middle name is. Um, it's like Cameron or something like that or whatever. But he said that he wanted to, I don't know who he was talking to, one of the late night shows where he said that he was thinking about changing his middle name. And so he put up a poll for fans to vote. Yeah. And uh, the top five was like the middle name publicity stunt, the middle name McRib is back. Oh, stop the, it. The, the middle name Kieran, which is his brother's name. Yeah. But the oh, middle name that won was Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. So did he do it? I don't, he said he was going to. That's what I said. Be I don't, Would that be allowed? Yeah, why not? Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, McCulkin. Yes. That's what he said he was changing his name to was Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. <laughs> That's the one that won like overwhelmingly. I think number two was Shark Week. I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the overwhelming number one favorite when he asked fans to pick his and new middle name. Could you imagine if him. he was like committed to <laughs> going out there and really, really using his middle name? Well, well that's what he right? said. As he his was going full to. name? Yes. Like, can you imagine like filling out documents or like well, <laughs> renewing your driver's license? It would be very difficult. But that's what he said he was doing. Like your and driver's he, license would read, or like anytime you get documents where it's a last name first, yeah. it would read. McCulkin, Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin. 
Yeah. That's so stupid. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know if he ever, I don't know if he ever did it or not, but uh, I think that, I think that's awesome. And he's, so he's going to be in the new, uh, the new series of, uh, the new season of American Horror Story, nice. which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tell you the one cool thing that we're discovering during isolation and COVID is everybody's hobbies because people are making bread that you never thought were making bread and people are doing crafts that you never thought were doing crafts and everything now is sort of coming to the surface because nobody can work so everybody's at home. Mm -hmm. So you have all these movie stars that are now letting people in on what they do when they're not starring in movies. And one of the most interesting ones is Joe Manganiello. And Married to Sofia Vergara. Yeah. And Joe Manganiello, Variety does the story on him. Okay. Because Joe Manganiello runs like the coolest D&D campaign out of his basement. What? With a group of Dungeons and Dragons celebrity players. No way. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no joke, man. There's celebrity Dungeons and Dragons? Bro. Okay. So... Play the clip right now of Joe Manganiello that you have. This is Joe via, I guess, Zoom talking to Variety. I've been running this particular campaign for almost two years. There was a core group. My brother, John Castle, he and I actually co-wrote a Dragon Man script when Dungeons & Dragons was at, when it was at Warner Brothers. Kyle Newman, he directed Fanboys. I had previously recruited the big show from WWE Wrestling. No. He now became friends and he was shooting a TV show in LA. <laughs> he said, hey bro, I'm gonna be there for a few months. Save me a seat, bro. Bring in my dice, we gotta play. No. The group then uh, was joined by Tom Morello. And then one day he said, hey, there's this guy in my kid's carpool that, that uh, wants to play. So well, who's your friend? He said, uh, he said oh, his, his name's Dan. Um, he co-created Game of Thrones. What? Like, Dan, Dan Weiss? <laughs> All right, yeah, he can play. That's okay, oh, so, so in, in Joe Manganiello's group, okay, it's now the two creators of Game of Thrones, um, Big Show, Play Big Show right now. So this is Big Show talking about his D&D game with uh, Joe Manganiello. First time I walked into the to the dungeon down there and saw everything, I was blown away. Like I was like, oh my God, I have spent my money the wrong way. Why didn't I do this? <laughs> okay, and then Tom, no. Tom Morello, who's like the greatest guitar player of all time uh, from Rage Against the Machine. Listen to this. You would not believe Joe's dungeon. There's nothing that could occur in the game that someone could come up with on the spur of the moment that isn't in some box. Like the druid turns themselves into a weasel and Joe says, what color weasel? And then the, the, you know, the, the red striped weasel weasel comes out. It's really pretty amazing. What so his basement, hell? his basement is all D&D stuff. The table is like castles and moats and everything and he has all the characters and all like the little figurines and everything. So in Joe Manganiello's D&D club is Joe... Uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, uh, Big Show from WWE, Vince Vaughn, okay, is a huge... Okay. Okay. Vince Vaughn, that one doesn't surprise okay. me. For some reason, that one does not surprise me. Vince Vaughn, the two guys who created um, uh, Game of Thrones and then like all these other huge nerd writers and directors of like fanboy films and animation. Like that's his, that's his D&D club and they've been playing this same campaign for two years. 
<laughs> this is a movie, you know that, right? It's a total movie. Like someone's going to turn this into a movie. One yes. of those guys in that room has probably already pitched the idea. Hey guys, yeah, what we're doing right now yeah. and the way all of us came together, this is a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you hear Big Show talk about it, it's actually really sweet because there's one moment where Big Show's like, listen, he's like, I can't go to a movie. If I go to a movie, there's three people behind me that can't sit. There's a lot of things in life that I can't do. Yeah. He's like, but when I'm, in, when I'm in that basement playing D&D, it's like real. Aww. He's like, it's like, it's the, way, the place where I feel the most comfortable. Aww, I love all you nerds. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, what day is today? Thursday? Uh-huh. Hey, Maury, can you drink today? It's a Jersey. What? <laughs> More he wrote me earlier in the week. Because you know he and Matthew got hammered last week, right? Yeah. Off of, like two glasses of wine. Yeah. And that was like, what, a Tuesday that you guys got hammered? It was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. So what happened after that? Because Maury <clears throat> wrote me yesterday saying that he's not allowed to drink till Thursday. Yeah. So a new rule in the house is we, you can't drink until, like, you can't begin drinking until Thursday. Why? Until Sunday. Just because it's too early in the week. And too we're gonna, early in the week? And we're going to run out of booze. So Thursday seems like an appropriate day to drink and I asked Matthew if if I behave can I have a drink on Tuesday for good behavior yeah and what did he say no no Thursday right, Thursday so if you say right now that you yeah. guys because it, if you guys are drinking between Thursday and Sunday yeah how much booze do you have stocked up to get you from Thursday to Sunday we have a bottle of wine yeah and two cans of white claw <laughs> <laughs> That's going to last you from Thursday until Sunday? You think it's too much? You're like, you're, you're like you, know when, you know when you watch those episodes of like Bear Grylls where he like keeps himself in the desert and he's got to drink his own pee? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, I would be, if I only had one bottle of wine and two White Claws to get me from a Thursday to Sunday, I would drink it all at once and then spend the next couple hours just drinking my own pee, hoping that that helps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. But like, will Matthew then enough. control how much you drink on... Pause for one second. For the record, I completely regret saying that. Oh. Once, once those words are out of my mouth, I realize it's not cool. Okay, so I take that all back. So will Matthew control how much you drink tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday? Oh, we split a can, so it's like he'll hold them up to the light and, you know, do the sort of like a science experiment. There's a little bit too much in that cup, so I'll put more in that cup. Why does everything have to be so formal in your house? I don't know. It's I really so don't know. Weird. It's yeah. so weird. You guys weird. just can't let loose and just have fun. I said exactly that, but I put the words why in front of it. And what did he say? <laughs> he says, there are rules. There are rules. Do you, yeah. ever just, like, take, do you ever just like take your pants off, just like dance around your underpants with them? Like just like with a... Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. We've done that. What, would you, but current, what year? What, what year? year? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We did that once in 2010. <laughs> exactly. But not since the dogs arrived because like you don't want, like the dog might watch. Watch what? <laughs> like if we're canoodling or whatever, like you don't want the, the dog to you, learn things. You don't want your dog to know you're a couple? Is that why you sleep <laughs> on the couch? <laughs> you want your dog to think that he is a roommate with two other people who are also roommates? Well, you like you can't like we we try not to walk around naked because you don't want it to try. see it's okay. You don't want the dog to see your your hoo wee. It's at that moment Maury realized the dog could laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, get drunk and dance in your underpants, damn it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 
I wonder what's inside your butthole. <laughs> I've had this song stuck in my head now for, I think, three days. A lot of people have. It's the, there was a little kid who didn't want to go to bed and her mom filmed her and then it just went viral and people started remixing it. But instead of going to bed, she just grabbed like a little guitar and started riffing and making up a song. And the song she made up was, I wonder what's inside your butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. I wonder what's inside your butthole. Maybe there's astronauts, maybe there's aliens all inside your butthole. What's inside your butthole? I always want to know. It's adorable, and then and then the remix happened, which and the remix is so un like unbelievably brilliant. Very catchy. Here we go. happen now so there's a new remix (laughs) that has come out yeah and it just went up online today and it's from the guy and we're going to talk to him in a second it's from the guy that gave us this remix when fergie was singing the national anthem at the nba all-star game a few years ago and then footage of like the golden state warriors (laughs) dancing in their dressing room to this song went viral yeah everybody was doing it so good though. Oh, so this guy did a What's Inside Your Butthole remix? Yes! Oh no. I haven't heard this yet. Basketball! Sweet remix, God! What up, what up, what up? It's Raza Mocha in Toronto. How are you, man? How you doing, man? Good morning. What the hell, man? How did the butthole song get into your universe? How'd you figure this out? Man, I had like a million fans hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, I was like, yo, you got to do it. And I didn't want to do it. And then uh, Shem hit me up, and I was like, I got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Shem from our show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, way too many requests, man. I got to get it done. And I have not heard this yet. I'm going to hear it for the first time with everybody else right now. But uh, when it comes to to what you need to be able to do what you do, uh, how did you find working with the source material, the original track of the little kids singing What's Inside Your Butthole? This was like, where did I find it? No, no, like how was it to, was it easy, was it an easy remix? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Everything's easy at this point, man. Oh. Oh, so how long did it take for you to make this remix? Uh, about 20 minutes. Oh, oh that's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Is this the fastest remix that you've made? Uh, possibly one of the one of the fastest. Oh, wow. How long did it take for you to I make mean, the Fergie one? Uh, about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> you are talented, bro. Wow. I can't even believe that. Okay, so yeah, I want I want to hear this now cuz I haven't heard this yet. So I want to hear this with everybody else so right this now. this is the and we're going to have keep you on the phone, Swade. So this is the uh, inside right, cool. your butthole uh Swade the remix god remix. <laughs> Here we go. All right, ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. 
a, a song like this, when you're doing this remix and you're working on it for like 20 minutes or so, like afterwards, how much is that song stuck in your head for the rest of the day or the rest of the week? The entire song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's cute as hilarious, man. Like, who's a parent, man? This is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know too many parents that will let you say butthole like that. Oh, <laughs> mine did. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sway the Remix, Scott. Thanks very much for joining us on the Raz Moga Show. Your remix of Inside Your Butthole is out right now. If people want to see or listen to it, where do they go? What's your IG? Oh, um, Oh, uh, Remix Guy Sway. Hey, Remix Guy Sway, everything, man. I appreciate it. All there right, brother. Do you take care, man. Y'all too. Take care. Right on, man. <laughs> nice chilled out version, huh? I like this. You can vibe to this. Mm, this is like the Valentine's Day remix. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, hello, it's Ronzamoka. Hi. Is it Alyssa or Elisa? It's Elisa. Elisa. Here, we actually got a letter from Elisa, an, an email, Roz. Okay. Uh, I'm just writing this note to let you know that I'm a huge fan of the Ronzamoka show, especially on Friday mornings mm-hmm. during this work from home period. I tune in to DJ Climax all the time as I live alone. I absolutely enjoy all of his remixes, and this perks up my daily mood. And I even got the rest of my peers to tune in on Friday mornings. I can't start the day without tuning in. Just wanted to give the entire crew a Shout out. Thanks for all you do. From the text reminders to wash my hands, listening to Roz, Mocha's Laugh, Damn It Maury, DJ Climax's tunes, and uh, the moments when you are on air surely puts a smile on my face every day. Stay safe. So, Alisa, first of all, thank you for the very nice email. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for listening. How are you doing with everything uh, being at home? It's been a challenge, for sure, because I live alone. But mm-hmm. I t- as I said in my note, with you guys on my side as a company, it's a... Um, puts a smile on my face and it starts my day great. When did you sort of hit your hit your point? Because I've heard from quite a few people who live alone that for a while it was actually kind of nice. You know what I mean? You didn't have any yeah. bug in you. You had no responsibilities. Nobody, you know, blowing up your phone and you're not missing any appointments and you have to cancel on anybody. So when did you realize that it was all just sort of a little bit too much? I think it started, uh, I, I would say this week because it yeah. kind of hit you now that you haven't seen anybody in the office. You haven't talked to anyone. We do like um, a Skype calls, but it's just, yeah, we just, I just need to see somebody in the office sometimes yeah. <laughs> and make a joke, you know? <laughs> well, we have, I don't know if you know yet, but uh, it was, we, we had just announced it that uh, Mixo de Mayo is back. And I know that you love when DJ Climax comes in here and spins. I did. And I saw it online. I'm, I am so excited. Good. So Mixo de Mayo, for anybody who's new to this, is every day. At 8 a.m. on the Roz and Mocha show, you're going to get a DJ Climax mix all throughout the month of May. Amazing. And we've also added to that because he's going to be on again later in the day at 4 p.m. There you go. Yeah, I love that. So twice a day, you will get DJ Climax. Alisa, again, thank you very much for listening to the Roz and Mocha show and spending the time uh, that you actually get to spend with us. We definitely appreciate it. And between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, gosh. I know you have me asking this question. Okay, so Roz, I love you. You're a smooth operator. But I have to love Mocha with his laugh. I love that laugh. Thanks. And I just want to say one thing with my team. Like, I work with um, Ed Rogers, and I want to say that working with my team, having an awesome team, and having awesome managers really makes my day easy as well. I, I want to just shout out to my, my team, Josh, Will, and Chuck, and my managers, Sharon. 
Nadia and Jennifer, they have been amazing throughout this all this time. Oh, oh that's sure. so great. Yeah. Got no problem with that. And then he- hello to all my family too because I make them make sure that they listen and they tune in. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Are they all smooth operators like Raj? Shut up, man. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> and I promise you when I come back in the office, you guys have to get my pineapple upside down cake. I have to bring that <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> Y'all love cake. <laughs> That's so great. Thank you, Lisa. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up, Mackenzie? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. All right, let's get into it. Your FML reads this. I am currently working an admin-type job from home. Recently, I have fallen behind on my work. Emails are out of control, you say. Uh, we've had some people go on stress leave and another one quit, so the workload is a lot. Any suggestions on how to stay focused during these stressful times? I need to catch up on my work and continue to stay productive. So when you say you're falling behind, Mackenzie, how yeah. far behind? So no, just like a week. Oh, okay. So you're back one week. Yeah. And like what happened though? Is it because you're at home? So you're a little bit more lax? Yeah. I think the first five weeks I was very focused, very able to get the work done. And then last week I kind of just fell off the rails, mm-hmm. <laughs> unable to focus and get that productivity out. Do you have projects on the go that you've started that haven't finished? Or are you just overwhelmed by the volume of work that comes to you on a daily basis? So it's a little bit of both. There's projects that you're working on while getting daily volume. So I think the first thing you need to do is you need to start getting stuff off your plate. Mm -hmm. So the, the best way to get motivated is by finishing something you've started. Okay. Okay. That's the first thing. That's the first thing you need to do Uh, because all, all of that stuff, the things that are hanging there that you feel like you've sort of walked out on, they're going to be in the back of your mind every single time you attempt to start something new. Right. And you got, you got to get your focus back. And the easiest way to get your focus back is grab one of those giant monsters that you started and you didn't finish and just take care of it and get it out of your life. That's very good advice. You will be, you will be so shocked how quickly your mind starts to relax once you start chipping your way through the things that you started and didn't finish. And then you will be able to get then back on top of the workload coming in. Right. Are you a list person? Are you a person that likes to make a lot of lists at all? Not usually. Okay, try this. I'm a list guy, all right? I write everything down. Knowing your situation, what I would do is I would create a list of all the things that I need to get done and then structure the day out in chunks. So from this time to this time, I'm going to work on these things. From this time to this time, I'm going to work on these things. And during that block of time, you only work on those things. Right, okay. That's a good idea. Right? Structure it out like you would like an actual work day if you are in the office. Okay? Like take a break when Mm -hmm. you would normally take a break. Go have your lunch when you would normally have lunch. But have like create a schedule. At least I don't know if it'll work for you. This works for me. I would just create a, a big list of all the things that I need to get done in the day or in your case. Uh, to get caught up for the week that you are behind now and then mm-hmm. start attacking, as Ross said, like the bigger projects that you started before that are going to need a little bit more time. And when you're working on that one thing, don't work on anything else. Right. I, th- I think that you're in a situation where the feeling of being overwhelmed is overtaking the feeling of accomplishment and you need to get back to feeling like you've accomplished something. 100%. That's exactly what it is. And you need to take care of that and only you can do that. 
Um, but the 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 when you that when you make that slip, and I think we've all slipped like that, especially oh, yeah. now when we're all you know sort of working from home. The problem with working from home is you almost feel like you have to be more accountable for your hours. Um, because you're being in an office matters, you know, like being, just being present in a building does matter to a work day. And when you're not there and you're at home, the expectations on you are almost higher. And so the, the, the emotional part of it, uh, of work is completely different and you need to feel accomplished. You need to feel like you're still crushing it and you're not wasting your time, somebody else's time. And you don't know how other people are feeling about you in their own homes. Do they think that you're dropping the ball? Do they think you're letting the team down? Where the hell's all the stuff? What happened to your productivity? That is just all on you. And, you know, not saying that you can't have a conversation with people about how difficult this is because a lot of people are having those conversations. Mm -hmm. you, You need to just actively work on right now getting rid of the feeling of over being overwhelmed and putting back in its place the feeling of accomplishment. That's perfect. I'll have to share this with my other team members because there are a few of us that are struggling with that. Do you get distracted by your phone a lot? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it on Do Not Disturb. See if that helps. Yeah, that's a good idea. I can do that right. for scheduled amounts yep. of time. <laughs> Are you, like, distracted by your apps, like Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok, all that stuff? I have Instagram. an unhealthy addiction to TikTok now. Okay. No. So you know what you could do? And there are a ton of them out there, so I don't know which is the best to tell you about. But there are apps that you could download that you can set a time that it will not allow you access to certain apps. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Right, okay, so it will completely block you for, let's say, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. It can mm-hmm. completely block you from using Instagram on your phone or TikTok or anything like that. Yep. That's, that's, that'll, that'll come in handy for sure. Those apps are great. The other trick to that, and Catherine had really done this. I don't know if she still does it, but she was doing it for a while, and it really, really helped, which is this. With your Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, everything, go to the setting that says log you out when you close the app. Oh, then it's not so easy to just click. It's not. You can't just click it. You have to actually go and log back in and type in your password if you want to piss around on TikTok for a little while. And it is a fantastic deterrent. Yeah, I like that. Don't save your password. You got a couple options there, Mackenzie. All right. Thank you guys so much. Good luck, girl. Thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, it's Jasmina. What's up, Jasmina? It's my 30th birthday today. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. How do you feel celebrating your birthday the same day that the world celebrates Star Wars? Oh, Oh. I was really hoping I could make it out of it without you saying that. Sorry, forget what I just said. (laughs) What were the chances of that happening? Zero. (laughs) Jasmina, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt, Star Wars hat, and I got on Star Wars socks. You know, it just gets to a point where you just wish people would just wish you a happy birthday as opposed to just telling you, may the fourth be with you. Right. There's just, there's yeah. just no love for you when it gets to that All right, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Mocha doesn't even like that you share. Mocha doesn't want anybody else to have a birthday on May 4th. You know? I, well, he, he wanted his son to be born on May 4th. That That's was his due right. date, was it not? Yeah, what? Yo, you listen, exactly. listen, huh? Listen, Mocha, I have been listening to you since you were on 91.5 The Beat. Oh, wow. Since I was in Kitchener. When was that? That was from 2004 until 2009, right before I came here. Wow. That's crazy. And then I switched to Kiss 92.5. So where do you live? Are you out there in the Tri-Cities? Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo? Yeah, I'm in Kitchener. Oh, okay. You're still there now? I'm still there. Yep. Oh, man. So what? You were like a kid when you... 
were listening when I was out there? Um, let's just say I had a Hello, Hello Kitty alarm clock, and <laughs> my alarm my alarm clock would go off to ninety one five the beat, and that's how I would wake up for school. It's, oh does wow! It, does it make you feel <laughs> old, Mocha? When we talk to somebody who's celebrating their thirtieth birthday. Uh, today and when they first started listening to you, they listened to you on a Hello Kitty alarm clock. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, that's so great. That's well, so Jasmina, awesome. happy birthday. Thank you. We're so happy to be speaking with you today for your birthday, your 30th. Thank you. Uh, and as our gift to you, we yeah. would love to give you the opportunity right now to tell us between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh my God. Um, well, it's you, Mocha. I've been listening yeah. to you since 2006. That was really mean to ask, man. She laid it all out at the beginning of the call that you're... Because she didn't mention <laughs> me. I don't even think she addressed me as being on the call with you guys. Just need a confirmation. I'm sorry, Roz. I do love you, too. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanks. birthday, Jasmina. Thank you. Bye. Happy Star Wars Day. Bye. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. Oh. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The weekend is going to be on tonight's episode of American Dad, which I had no idea that show was still on the air. Oh, yeah. Seth MacFarlane show. And The weekend plays himself. Really? There's a new song featured in it. Yeah, and I guess he uh, co-wrote the episode as well. Really? Mm-hmm. That's impressive. And he plays himself and I guess gets kidnapped by Stan, the dad. <laughs> yeah. Voiced by Seth MacFarlane. And there's a new song in there and that he performs. And it's called I'm a Virgin. Oh. And this is what it sounds like. Girls of my day wanted more from me. But there's only really one way to start a family. And I know you can't believe it's true. But I'm man enough to say to you. You don't like it. You don't like it. No, no, Why don't no, you no. like it? No, I, I, I love the weekend's voice. I think it's great. I just don't know if it's funny enough to be funny. So what I was going to say is that the way he wrote and performed the song, yeah. it was as if it's going to be on an album. Yeah. Right? I know it's supposed to be a joke, but it wasn't performed in a way... Where it could be sat- like satire. No, like, and, and if you told me that this song, the only reason why I even laughed like for a second was because you told me that this song was attached to American Dad. Which I had no idea was still there. Had you not said that this show was attached to American Dad, I wouldn't have found this song funny. Or if I said, hey, The Weeknd has a new song out called I'm a Virgin. No, I wouldn't have laughed, right? Like I wouldn't have found, I wouldn't have saw humor in it or tried to look for humor in it. Yeah. I just don't know if it's funny enough to be funny. Girls of my day wanted more from me, 
But there's only really one way to start a family. I think it's too good. I know you. Like production-wise. No, like, you can, like if you're going to do one of these songs, it has to be like what The Lonely Island does, which is... Can be incredible production, really great singing, awesome harmonies, but the lyrical content has to be over the top. And I just don't think that this is over the top enough. I mean, and granted, I haven't seen any of the visuals that go along with this. Like the visuals could be hysterical, right? I don't know. You're like, just judging based on what you hear. Yes. Right. But I won't give it like, what's that Netflix cartoon, the dirty one? Oh, Big Mouth. Yeah. Like, if this was on Big Mouth and they created some hysterical visuals to go with it, I would probably find it very funny. But this is The weekend. The song is called I'm a Virgin because he's going to be on tonight's episode of American Dad. And the way they drew him, it's really good, too. Does he have a mustache or no mustache? Uh, no, he's got a mustache. Hold on. Does Let me show he? you. Yeah. Let me he's show got you the picture. Mustache. Wanted more from me. But there's only really one way. <laughs> so this is like weekend, by the way. Oh yeah, beard. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm it looks good. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So yesterday we were talking about um, how those two guys on YouTube tricked Carol Baskin from Tiger King into doing her first interview since the show debuted by pretending that she was on Jimmy Fallon and. This was like a super long process too where it was like back and forth and letters and requests and then she said no and then her husband said no and then the fake Jimmy Fallon people said, well, hey, listen, what if we don't ask about your hus- ex-husband that you fed to the tigers? We'll only talk about cats. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and what they did is they, they got a whole bunch of clips from Jimmy Fallon and they put them all together and then they put the individual clips on an iPad. I don't know if you still have it there. I do, yeah. They put all the individual clips on an iPad and then they got Carol Baskin on Zoom and they just started playing them one after another, and this is sort of what it sounded like. Big smiles in five, four, three, <laughs> two, I love one. It. Thank you so much for being on our show. We appreciate it. We love you. How are you? I'm doing great. My daughter, Jamie, suggested that I do this interview with you, so she says hi. Are you with family now, or are you by yourself? My husband and I live about five miles from the sanctuary, and my daughter lives next door to us. And so my daughter and I still come into the sanctuary every day because we have to take care of all of the big cats here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It means a lot to so many millions of people watching the show. Thank you so much. Right. So that's a a clip of that. But they they just fire off the questions one at a time. Yeah. Uh, So Carol Baskin has responded. Oh, yes. After being duped by the two YouTubers uh, pretending that she was on Jimmy Fallon. So... Her rep says this, quote, I was suspicious as we were doing it because the questions appeared taped but had no idea it would turn out to be such a fun prank. It gave us a welcome good laugh. I appreciate their cleverness and that they created their video in a way that I don't feel I was in any way, it was in any way mean-spirited. So that's the the statement from Carol Baskin. (sighs) I know, no word yet on what Carol Baskin thinks of the latest news, which is that um, Nicolas Cage is set to play Joe Exotic in a television series. 
and it's a different television series. Yeah. This is not the Kate McKinnon television series. So how many of these are we getting? I don't. You know how that happens sometimes. You know how like there's always like you know one movie will come out and then another movie which is almost identical to that movie will come out. But who or a owns TV the show? rights to to Tiger King? The story, yeah. Like, like his? who owns yeah, all of that? I don't know. Because I don't know. if these are two different companies that are now creating these two different series, yeah. Like who would they have gone to? I don't know in if order to get permission I don't, I don't or know to get if you need permission or to get stories from the different people or are they just basing everything on what we've all seen on Netflix? Yeah, like I don't think you need somebody's permission. They certainly didn't get the Queen's permission to do the crown. Yeah, but they have years and years and years of like bo- history books. Right? And people that they could talk to. Yeah, but they just got to watch Netflix for seven hours and you got everything you need for a a television show. Just remake all of that just with famous people. And it's television. What you don't have, you just make up. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Drake was on uh, Lil Wayne's Young Money Radio on on Apple Music. Uh, Talking about the decision on why he decided to release the picture of his son because that kid's awesome I'd only I'd only release pictures like that kid's designed for Instagram oh and I'm not saying that you should be putting your children up on Instagram if they're cute he's a model he's a a super cute kid right but that kid is like the cutest kid in the world yeah Yeah. (laughs) I agree not the cutest. My kid's the cutest. In the Your kid is the cutest. Kid um, in the world. You're right. Sorry, Drake. You got to take the L on this one. Number two. <laughs> no, but it's uh, but it's interesting. Take a listen to uh, Drake talking with Lil Wayne. It was great to just you know share that with the world, and it wasn't even anything I, I talked to anybody about or anything I planned. I just woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? This is just something that that I want to do. Um, I want to be able to, to go places with my, my son and share memories with my son. I don't want to feel like just because of a life choice I made to be quote unquote celebrity that mm-hmm. I got to like make everybody live under this blanket. So exactly. I just wanted to free myself of that. Is that, that a look he the, did at Michael Jackson? I don't know. I would I, say so. Probably. I don't want to have everybody live under this blanket. Right, they, he literally named his child Blanket because the kid lived like lives underneath a blanket. What's that kid look like now? Blanket, yeah, yeah. He looks because um, I know. See, we don't we know Paris? Yeah, we know. What's non Blanket's name? Uh, Prince. Oh yeah, Prince. Because <laughs> wasn't Prince Jackson recently, or in like was the past like, year? Pr- it was Prince like, Michael Jackson. He was on. Um, on IG or something like that, talking yeah. some real wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he goes back and forth with the way he talks. Like, if he's... Like, he's gangster one minute, 100%. and then the next minute, he's... He's not at all. Just regular... The, the, Hi, guys, I'm Prince. Exactly. Yeah. No, but Blanket was started to use a, a different name, too. Look at him. Was it Poppy or... God, I wish I remembered... No, but he does a podcast. He was doing a podcast. He was doing like talking video games with people, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. Wait, it says he here, doing, uh, Prince, doing... Blanket is yeah, Prince Michael. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Blanket is Prince Michael. Okay. And then what's the other Jackson kid? No, but Prince Jackson now goes by, is it B-I-G-I-B-G? Yeah, 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 Biggie. Or Biggie Gigi? What is it? B-I-G-G-I-G? Bajiji? Bajiji? No, hold on here. No, that's not right. Come on. Now you guys are trolling. What's the other Jackson kid's name? 
There's Paris. Yeah, Paris. There's Michael Joseph Jackson Jr. Right. And then Prince Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. So, hold on. What's... Okay, so here are the kids. Yes, thank you. So, Prince Michael Jackson. Yeah. Which one's that? Is that Blanket? That's Blanket. Okay. And then there's Paris Jackson, who we all know. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Michael Joseph Jackson. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's the other one. But yeah, no, Blanket was... I think that was like a low-key diss. Because the the, the boy literally lived underneath a blanket. It was great to just, you know, share that with the world. And it wasn't even anything I I talked to anybody about or anything I planned. I just woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? This is just something that that I want to do. Um, I want to be able to, to go places with my, my son and share memories with my son. I don't want to feel like just because of a life choice I made to be quote unquote celebrity that mm-hmm. I got to like make everybody live under this blanket. So exactly. I just wanted to free myself of that. I don't know right? if that was a diss. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that was low key. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think that was a diss. There's, who says that? I think who, it was just a who, generic live under a blanket. Nobody says that. You would say to live in this bubble. You would say to whatever. There's a million different things that normal humans would say. Very. What is the reference to to, to live under a? Why blanket? would he have to say that though? I don't know because that's because Michael Jackson like ruined those kids. The boy lived under a blanket. Like he Drake, was. That he one was, time Drake said that kid was in a fort I for the first like twelve years of his life. I wasn't hiding. What was it? What's the line? I wasn't hiding. My kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Exactly. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see the photo of that dirtbag that uh, hopped the fence at High Park and climbed the the tree? tree Yeah. Awesome. Tell you my problem with that photo is that I didn't pay any attention to it because (laughs) the angle that it's on, I thought it was like photoshopped to look like Drake. You know, like enough people said. The same thing that they thought it was Drake. I thought the story was a goof. I paid no attention to it because it looked like somebody photoshopped Drake hanging from a, a cherry blossom tree. He's got the same smile and everything. The same beard, the same smile. Yeah, and he's wearing leopard tights, which is so odd. Yeah, is it though? Well, I guess not. You ever tried? He did it. leopard tights. Yeah. No, you? Of course. You still have it home? No. Oh, yeah, no. you do, you liar. No, I Probably don't. in a box somewhere. <laughs> no. I bet you, you First do. First of all, I would never admit it because I don't want to get roped into all of this. Like we're uh-huh. some sort of leopard tight wearing pants, <laughs> fence jumping, tree climbing gang. Wait, is this you? <laughs> Organized crime, you know what I mean? No, guy. but this guy, he ended up, uh, he did post it to his Instagram account. Oh, he did? Yeah, because people were like, who is this jackass? Because the way it was found out, somebody was watching the live feed. Yeah. Of the cherry blossom tree, and noticed this guy who like hopped the fence and started climbing the tree, and then later this person posted it. But his account is he it's all private now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Right. Hey, that's the dude. That's the that's dude. That's the same right guy. There. Yeah, yeah. The Drake looking smile. Yeah. First he deleted the photo. Oh, he deleted it and then Did he made he really? his account private. Yeah. Yeah. But now that they have this info, you idiot. God, who's watching those live feeds of the cherry blossom trees in the middle of the night? That's like people who like it's it's not Big Brother, right? No. You know what I mean? Like you're not watching the house guests. You're right. watching trees. It but, just so happens that some guy jumped the fence and climbed one. Yeah. But other than that, you were just watching trees. Yeah, Sandy. <laughs> That's the person's name, Sandy. Is it? Who was watching? Yeah, look, this is the account right there. Oh yeah. Sandy, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Watching Why? the trees at 145 a.m. Yeah. Why are you so busy? You know what I mean? <laughs> but listen, if it wasn't for Sandy on nah, the whistle, nah, right? nah, no we wouldn't have known, really, nah. or tried to do some investigation. Well. But yo, they're gonna catch this guy. Catch him and then do what? 
and do what? We're at that point now where we got to hunt a guy down. Charge him for in leopard pants. Yeah, charge him for trespassing. <laughs> right. First of all, guy, any guy in leopard pants, good luck catching him. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, too fast. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Y'all have tacos last night? Taco no. Tuesday, single day. What? We did not have tacos. Oh, hell. Come on, man. What did I have? I had a, a chorizo, uh, something of the other soup. It was very spicy. Yeah, I like yeah. a spicy soup. I read somebody's tweet last night where it was like, imagine, just imagine that Cinco de Mayo actually falls on a Taco Tuesday only to be ruined by Corona. I know. That's the worst. This is the worst Cinco de Mayo. Like we had, it was the perfect combination. Everything worked out. The planets aligned. What'd you, how many tacos you guys slammed last night? Uh, what did I do last night? How many did I have? So I made, um, what did I do? I think I take a picture of it to show you guys. I take pictures of my food that I make all the time, but I never post them. Yeah. Right? It's for your own enjoyment. Yeah, I just, like, I, just like, I just like to take them. Uh, I had, what did I have here? I had four chicken tacos. Yeah. And then I had four beef flautas. Okay. Now when you say, okay, so the tacos, how I, and big? I, they're, they're not... I eat the street size. So, okay, gotcha. yeah, so tiny, tiny. Uh, and then I had two pieces of uh, Mexican street corn that I made. Mm. Yeah, here, look at the picture. You see this? Oh, damn. Bro, that looks like uh, the kind of meal. Oh, and you got the sliced lime on the side. Oh, hell yeah. I don't That's use like- it, though. I don't even put it on there for the picture. <laughs> so, what do you do with it after? I give it to Catherine. She uses it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That looks beautiful. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So, now, how long does a meal like that take to make? Um. Oh, tacos are quick, man. Tacos are quick. The uh, the the beef mix for the flautas. Yeah. Which are basically like taquitos, mm-hmm. right? Um, the beef mix for the flautas takes I don't know, maybe fifteen minutes. Oh, easy. Chicken. I didn't do anything to it. I just put it in a pan, fried it up, salt and pepper, and then and that's bit, it. Then, then that was it. And then I did uh, all the seasoning with all my sauces yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It looks like what you would get at, um, what's that place I love? La Carnita. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? it's good. Yeah, I love tacos. We have some, we, have, we eat tacos more often in my house than anything else. Tacos and chicken wings. Yeah. That's like the, two, thi- that, the two things I cook the most in the house are tacos and chicken wings. And I eat chicken wings like, I'm starting now to buy them two packs at a time and two packs is one meal. What? Yeah, no joke. That you eat two packs of chicken wings? Yeah, yeah, in one meal. Is that a problem? I'll I'll take a plate That's like a, a regular like a regular size dinner What's, plate with sides. Uh, sometimes I have chips and salsa. Oh, good combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my normal dinner is two packs of chicken wings and chips and salsa. That's like my normal. That's what I'll eat on a regular night. That's like yeah. For me. Every couple of months, if I meet up with the guys at a bar, oh really? To go watch the game, to no, watch Raptors. This or was me three times last week. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like okay, so so not like not full wings, right? Uh-huh. But like you know, like the like flats and uh, and drums, uh-huh. right? Is that what you call them? Yeah, flats and drums. I'll have like individual flats and drums. I'll probably have on a plate, maybe around like twenty two of them. Twenty two okay. to tw- twenty four of but them. They're pretty small. Not. Like when you would go to like Wild Wing, where you get no, like they're the pretty big, big. Are they really? Yeah, they're pretty big. Two of those? Yeah, twenty-two. 
Yeah, like it's a big giant mound, right? I'm gonna check that cholesterol. Or something, bro. <laughs> I did have my cholesterol checked, and Catherine said the same thing to me. And I'm like, I, I went three weeks ago. My cholesterol is a okay, and it was right after that doctor's appointment that I went from one pack of chicken wings to two. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, did you see that picture of Adele? Yo. Adele always makes huge news when she posts because Adele, and I didn't know this, she hasn't posted on social media since December. And uh, she, because it was her birthday, so she sent out a uh, thank you for the birthday, love. I hope you're all staying safe and sane during this crazy time. I'd like to uh, thank all of our first responders and essential workers who are keeping us safe while risking their lives. You are truly our angels. And then she ended with uh, 2020. Okay, bye. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and everybody's like, oh my God, Adele's back. And uh, But it's very difficult because so much of the reaction is to how she looks. Mm-hmm. And I know it's it's difficult to talk about this stuff now. It used to be fine. If you lost a ton of weight, you would go on Oprah and she would announce you and the audience would stand up and, and applaud. And you just talk about and you how would, you got there. Exactly. You would do an hour with Oprah on how you, on how you lost a lot of weight. Uh, but now we don't do that anymore. Yeah. But it's still fascinating when you see somebody that's famous who's gone through such a transformation normally it's not as shocking because we are so used to seeing people daily mm-hmm. so it's like your own kid you don't know how tall your own kid got until you stick him against the wall and you measure him or until on, somebody on the else frame. sees the kid and it's like yeah yo when did that kid grow like jonah hill that was that was shocking. Yeah, like Joan, like Joan, like Jonah Hill, or but Sam Smith. Yeah, Adele and Adele is uh, is is in that same category where you don't see her that often, mm-hmm. and so when you do see her, and there's such a physical transformation, it is it's like I don't even I don't even know. It's a lot it's, of people it's were, uh when you see both Adele trending, but then separately Sarah Paulson trending as well. Yes, it's because everyone's making the comparison, yeah. and a what a lot of people are commonly saying is, I thought that was a picture of Sarah Paulson before realizing it's actually Adele. Yeah, it's really wild. Because they look so much alike. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. Good for her though, man. Good for uh, Adele. I always forget how young Adele is too. How old is she? She's like, what, 32? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. 32. 32. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Like, to me, Adele, because I guess maybe the genre of music, you know? She sounds... She sounds like she... Her songs are would appear much older yeah. than what she actually is. Yeah. It's, uh, right? Yeah. So when I see it, that it's Adele, it was Adele's uh, 32nd birthday. I'm like, are you kidding me? 32? Yeah. Like, she's got to be at least, but no. Because, like, she, you, you think of Adele in that sort of, you know... Adult contemporary. Yes. Where she have, of course, she would have been doing this for 25 uh-huh. years and all the other, all the other things. But, uh, but yeah, so Adele is, uh, Adele is back. Yeah. I don't know about new music, but Adele's back, and she looks good. Yeah, no, I mean, right? God, she's always looked. Uh, she's always looked good, but she looks just different. Like it's yeah. just, it's so wild. But yes, Do no, you she think looks she'll great. Change her mind on touring because remember she said that she's never touring. I, and again. that's and that's the other thing too. What going back to how you never see Adele is that she, you know, she doesn't want to tour anymore either. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how you. Maybe I do get it. Maybe I do understand the idea of coming out of the gate making a ton of money. There's no question of how talented you are. What's then the motivation to go back on the road you don't have and to. live in hotels? And you don't mm-hmm. have to. She lived that life 
and it happened you quite quickly to. for her. Yeah. She, she says was, it was like, like super stressful. Yeah. And, and she got a kid now. Maybe she and she's divorced. Maybe she yeah. just wants to focus on being a ma. Yeah. It's it's right? always, it's like this. You know, and I understand the need to perform in audiences and you get like an incredible rush out of that. But it's like lottery winners. Like Adele has basically like she's won Lotto Max, mm-hmm. basically, the amount of money she has multiple times over. She's won Lotto Max. Powerball, probably. Yeah. Right? Like one of those big giant Powerball things. And you never look at the guy that won Powerball going, why aren't you like going to the vinyl siding factory in the morning anymore? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because I don't I'm, have to. Because I'm worth $100 million. <laughs> Why would I ever leave the house? <laughs> That's so true. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know we like to have fun and we joke around and we play games and try to make people laugh during this time, we right? Do. COVID and everything. We do. Uh, but I want to take a minute just to be serious for a second. Okay. And I encourage everyone listening right now, at some point today, call your parents or like if your parents are still in your, in, in your life, uh, grandparents or aunts and uncles or just anybody who you know uh, in that older demographic that COVID is really affecting. Mm-hmm. All right. Take a minute to give them a shout today. Check up on them. Because there's a reason why I say that because I want to read this to you and it broke my heart yesterday. Okay. But I think it's important that people hear this. Okay. And I hope that these series of tweets that I'm about to read to you are real and it's not somebody who is like trolling for likes and retweets. Sure. But here's what the the series of tweets read. My dad did everything right. He stayed at home and only went out for groceries. COVID killed him. Meanwhile, you got people out here protesting because they can't hit the beach. They can't go out. This ish ain't fair. My parents have known each other since they were teenagers. My mom, Jesus, she is broken. Last thing my dad told me is that he was proud of me. I'm going to hold on to those words forever. My parents live only two minutes away from me, but never, but I never saw them uh, the past couple of months because of the virus. Lucas had a, P- I Lucas, their kid. Lucas had a pediatrician appointment three weeks ago, and I took advantage of that. That was the last time I saw my dad. He went to the hospital six days later. What hurts the most about the virus is that you can't visit people in the hospital. My dad, my hero, died alone. My dad wanted me to call him last week. I told him I'd rather text because he had so much trouble breathing and I just wanted him to focus on getting better. I'd give anything to hear his voice one last time. I can't stop crying. I should have called. Hmm. So at some point today, your parents, your grandparents, aunts and uncles, whoever, give them a shout, check up on them. Yeah. Even if it's just for a couple of minutes. And I will say this. Make the time. We, we've talked about this a lot, which is there's certain things that um, that I'm going to, I hope continue once life goes sort of quote unquote back to normal. And checking in on people is the thing that I think that we lost our way with. And I don't know when it happened, but we got it back now. We check in on people. And I hope that that never, I hope that that doesn't stop. I hope that when we can all go sort of back to work and back to life, that that's the thing that we don't leave behind. I Mm -hmm. think that we should take that with us. Just the idea of being so aware of checking in on the people in your life and finding out if they need anything. The advantage we have right now is time. So at some point today, you have the time. Use that time wisely. Yeah. And check in. True. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I saw that Ansel Elgore was trending this morning. Oh no, what happened? Does he have COVID? <laughs> no, no. Oh. But he doesn't like, 
he doesn't go on Twitter that often. Uh-huh. And I guess he just went on Twitter to drag some Harry Styles fan out of the blue. What? <laughs> so. Why? So I don't know. I don't know. So some fan had just like tweeted over and over and over again, like hundreds of times the same tweet, which is uh, an animated little drawing of two hands holding an envelope that just Uh reads all my love for you. And then the tweet, which this person tweeted a million times was Harry Styles. You don't know how happy you make me every day. I wish I can meet you one day and hug you. Follow me, please. I love you. And then Ansel Elgore wrote, people are legitimately crazy on this app. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's it (laughs) to a stranger. To a complete stranger, so like, like I don't, popped up on his timeline, and he yeah, just replied I to don't, it. And I don't know how you even find one of these tweets. Like I don't know what he was looking for, whatever. Hmm. But then everybody was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Ansel Elgort came out to tweet just to drag a complete stranger who's a Harry Styles fan, yeah. right? Who just wants a follow? Who just- <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like the fan. I thought he was the way the story was going. I thought you were the big revelation was that this person was trolling Harry Styles and maybe said some bad things. No, it was a so. Fan. And <laughs> Ansel came to the to the rescue here. No, no, absolutely. Oh. No, it was a total fan. It was a total, just a Harry Styles fan. And he was like, people are legitimately crazy out here, which is just great. And then everybody lost their minds being like, oh my God, there's like poor like, person. Where you been? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't in any world expect to pick a oh, fight with Ansel man. Elgore or to get dragged by <laughs> Ansel Elgore for just talking about how much they love Harry Styles. Oh. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, it was short-lived, but you can say so long to the blue and white license place in Ontario. Oh, they're gone? That's it. No more. The government was like, yeah. So we ran some tests. They're not good. We're going to stick with the uh, regular white and blue ones that we got what, now. What about the slogan? Oh, yeah. We're also going to leave the slogan as is. As, okay. Yeah. So yeah. let's just erase everything that happened in the first Whatever, three months man. of the of the year. Yeah. Bad idea. Uh, so those... Plates are no longer in existence or will no longer be in existence. Listen, man, Doug Ford's on a roll. You know, he's like, he's getting some wins. And uh, he's probably just looking at the checklist right now. I'm like, boom, that one's done. Boom, that one's done. Boom, that one's done. Yeah, he's like, right before COVID, he's like, I was concentrating on blue license plates for God's sakes. (laughs) You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, people realize that I'm living for public service over here. So let's just erase that. Let's let's forget about it. Yeah. Hopefully, you know. Let's rack up some more wins over yeah. here. We can strike <laughs> it from the record, Your Honor. <laughs> what what plates? I don't blame them. I don't blame them. And also, you know, I think th- the problem that I had with the blue license plate is that that shade or those shades of blue uh-huh. don't go well with everything when it's so blue. Like the ones we have now, white with the blue writing will pretty much go with any color car you have. Agreed. It doesn't look odd. Uh-huh. It's like when you see the New York license plates where they're yellow. And I'm like, God, it's just so like it doesn't. Oh, it's like all yellow it's, and it's, a, it's black yeah, lettering. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, it's a weird yellow. And the New black's not black, black. It's the, like a gray black. And it's like a gray black. But some of the New York plates were... Uh, you, you have the other ones, which were the white, the white blue, and blue, and and a little bit of red, right? Yeah. You had those, but when you're in the city, it's all the yellow ones, right? Yeah. And it's like, and you get like a really great car that you just you want to pick out, and you want that specific color, and then they make you put this ugly license plate on it. Like everything should just be neutral, uh-huh. you know. And I don't mean like neutral, like topes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want a taupe license plate? No, now? no, what? I don't mean that kind of neutral, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Next, next time we talk to the premier, we're like, Doug, we. 
got a great idea. No, okay, listen. New license plates. Okay. Check this out. No. Boom. I, I don't mean your mother's neutral, right? <laughs> what I mean is actual neutral. <laughs> like, license plates should just be black and white. Uh-huh. Right? That's the way they should be. Like Standard. A, like a truck plate. Like, when you get a pickup truck and you get a truck plate in Ontario, they give you a black and white license plate. It's a white license plate with black writing. That goes with everything. Yeah. Okay? That's the way license plates should be. Because they should complement the car, not take away from the car. And the blue ones, the two tones of blue were just so off-putting that it just didn't go with anything. So that's it. The blue and white license plates that debuted a few months ago. Right. Are done. Right. We don't have to worry about them anymore. They will be out of our lives very soon. Right. And yours to discover will remain on the uh, white and blue plates that we all know and love right now. Right. Maybe do a, a, a neutral, like I'm saying. If you want to jazz it up, do a tiny like wallpaper border just on the top of it, maybe. And right. Don't. Like, don't paint the whole wall. <laughs> you mama's help. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, my God. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. I know you're getting ready to uh, to go to work, but we just wanted to say good morning. Um, Roz, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, what's your name, by the way? Nikki. Nikki. Nikki sent us a text that said, I just want to say thanks for cheering me up this morning. I barely slept, and now I'm heading to the hospital to work. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Uh, I'm a nurse. Yeah. How's that going for you? Oh, pretty good. I just started, actually, um, recently. I think this is my third week. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Hold on a second here. You just started being a nurse? Yeah. Like, I graduated in April, and I got my license in um, July, and I've been bridging. So I'm an RPN. So I'm still in school, becoming an RN. Oh, my God. So you, you like, your first day on the job was during coronavirus? Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, now, before getting the job or before starting mm-hmm. the job, how do they prep you to kind of change your way of thinking or change what it is that you specialize in to deal with what the world is dealing with now? Um, well, I mean, it's just training and a lot of, you know, PPE training. And, like, we get, as a student, you learn. So, I mean, it's not any different than normal PPE. Like, I worked with patients that had, you know, tuberculosis. So it's the same thing. You need to put, like, uh, proper PPE on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what are your hours like? Well, it's 12 hours, so it's 7.15 to 7.15. Oh, damn. And then how many days a week are you doing that shift? Um, it varies. I mean, my training was I worked a day, and then I had one day off, and then I worked three days, and then I had one day off, and then I worked two nights. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a That's crazy. Yeah. You never get used to those hours, so that, uh, that time change, huh? Uh, no, it's really hard, especially coming off night shift. You only yeah. sleep like four hours, unless you're used to it. So did you work yesterday? Uh, no. Oh, no, okay. No. How was it that you were barely able to sleep last night? Just a lot on your mind? Um, yeah, because now I'm going to be like by myself, so... <laughs> Um, usually like when you train, you're with someone. So like you still take on the patient load and everything, but there's someone that's like overseeing your work, um, and just like there to, you know, answer any questions that you have. So, oh, so tonight, what today's like your first day solo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, you're going to kill it. Don't worry about it, Nikki. You're going to kill it. You're going to do well. All right. Well, uh, thank you for, for listening to the Ron Zamoka show. And more importantly, thank you for, for doing what you're doing during, uh, all of this during coronavirus and still having to go to work. Oh, no, no problem. Thank you so much. And Nikki, between Ron Zamoka, who's your favorite? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, I never thought I'd be asked this question. Um, 
Okay, it's going to have to be Roz. Even though <laughs> he used to actually annoy me because he was very, um, you know, I thought he was kind of like angry. <laughs> but, but no, like we're similar in the way that we think. And he's a very smooth, cool dude. So. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> Nobody can just enthusiastically say me. You know, it has never happened. It always comes with like a long list of asterisks. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. We love you lots. Thanks. Love you. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let's go, Blue Jays. Oh, please. Let's go, Blue Jays. Yeah, I know. We're all missing the Jays. We're all missing everything. But uh, you get a chance tonight at 7 o'clock for the Jays Virtual Variety Hour, uh, which is going to be awesome. There's a bunch of Jays, in, uh, including uh, Ryan Barucki, who's going to be on there. I guess you can go on, ask some questions, hang out with them. It's great. Yo, Ryan, what's up, man? It's Ron Zamoka. Good. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, where are you, like, in self-isolation right now? Where in the world are you? I am in Clearwater, Florida. Oh, not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be. 72 blue skies and sunny. And who are you with? I'm with my fiance. Uh, so when you guys are like not even yet married and you're still in engagement, this has to be like the ultimate test, right? Like you guys are like fast tracking of how you will do to deal with, you know, just the two of you locked together, which people go years without realizing how well they do in this sort of situation. We definitely are. We are definitely having, we're having a good time. Uh, we're definitely spending a lot of time together. We're trying to <laughs> keep ourselves busy. We, we give ourselves, I play a lot of video games too. So I'll, I'll lock myself in my own room so we, I, for a couple hours. So I do get, we do give each other our own alone time, which is much needed. But it's actually been good. We, uh, we, I mean, we've been getting along really well, playing a lot of games. We, I just got a new cat, so he's been keeping us busy. Uh, is that the same cat that the Jays posted off, like, on on IG the other day? Oh, it was my hairless friend Dobby. <laughs> Why a hairless cat? So my my fiance Leah, she's always wanted one her whole life. So uh, Valentine's Day was coming up, and we were talking about maybe getting a pet, a dog, like a dog. And then we went to this one place, and the dogs were like five thousand bucks. And I was like, I'm absolutely not spending five thousand dollars on a dog. Yeah, it's definitely not happening. And then she found this breeder in Jacksonville um, right before spring training. She went down there, went and grabbed it. And, surprised me and we're like all right well he, he's been waking me up at 5 30 every day trying to wait to wanting to eat so that's been wow. kind of making me mad but, and no and no cat but, hair on no, all your clothes right no 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 cat hair at all <laughs> he's starting to, he grows a little bit on his tail which is weird but other than that, no hair whatsoever hey ryan so have you had any conversations with anyone uh from the toronto blue jays from the organization as to when you might be able to start the process of, you know, I, I say spring training next month, but you know, we're, we're almost in summertime now. Really? I, it's, it's everything. So it's, everything's just speculation, you know, everything you read and stuff, we really have not heard anything for sure. Um, obviously there's rumblings here and there about certain spots, but as of right now, nothing. Our biggest thing is just making sure that fans, players, um, umpires, coaches, everyone's safe. And I think once we, once everyone figures out a plan to do all those things, I think we'll start, we'll, we'll resume playing. We do know that if baseball comes back when they say possibly June, spring training, July, start uh, some sort of season, uh, fans will most likely not be involved. What is that going to be like for you and how much thought have you put into just the impact that fans can have on a game or a mood or the energy and having to compete without that? 
I mean, fans are everything to this game. You know what I mean? I mean, I've, I've played in, coming up into the minor leagues, I've played in stadiums and even our home stadium in Dunedin. Like, we don't draw that many fans. And it's tough sometimes, especially when you get deep into that season. It's hard to stay motivated because you got you don't got the fans to really give you that adrenaline and stuff. You know what I mean? When you, when you have a packed house with 40,000, 50,000 fans, pretty easy to go out there and pitch because those fans are loud and you can feel it and that's just that's just human nature as it is and i mean it's, it's going to be tough but i mean we're we're gonna we're gonna have if that's what it comes to we're just gonna have to find a way to get these things done you know what i mean we're we'll still be motivated to play because we've been just waiting to play but obviously it's going to be a little adjustment but i think i think everyone's going to make make that adjustment and we'll just go forward from that now as fans we will probably be able to hear everything for the first time that players say on their own or to each other who on the jays is going to have to watch their mouth the most i don't know there's a couple guys that are probably gonna i'm not gonna name names i don't want to sue anybody but i i will i will sewer myself i probably would be one of them that has to watch their mouth yeah um, I do. I don't show too much emotion when I'm pitching, but when I when I do show emotion, I, I let it eat. I let it eat myself. <laughs> um, when I first got when I first got called up, Devin Travis told me, "Hey man, just know when you come off the mound, the camera goes right on your face." And oh I no! Can every, I can read every word. I can read every word that's coming out of your mouth. So just cover your mouth with your glove. And I was like, okay, thanks, Dev. I really appreciate that. Hey, Ryan, uh, what can you tell us about the, the Jays and the, the virtual variety hour that's coming up? So, I mean, it's it's going to be a fun little thing. Um, it's one of the, it's going to just be a way that we connect with fans. I'm super excited about it. It's, I think the players that are there, it's me, Kevin, uh, Rowdy, and Danny, and we're just going to be there connecting with fans. And I'm super excited about it. Um, I know the fans, they, everything's on social media, so they can really, they want to sign up, um, sign up. And we're just going to be hanging out uh, for, I think, like an hour or two, just playing games and just talking, interacting with the fans. And uh, one thing that the Jays have always done so well is when the city needs them, the Jays are are there with initiatives and fundraising and and everything else. Uh, How important is it for you as a ball player and as a, and as a rep to notice something like COVID-19 and then immediately say, what can I do to help? I mean, I I just always, I'm, I've wanted to help. I've been texting our like people and just be like, Hey, what are, what are ways we can help? And the biggest thing they were talking about was that food drive that they um they've been putting together and yeah from home plate to your plate love it exactly and it's, it's important to us to take care of the people that support us every year and all the fans across the country and we have such a big poll because we're a whole country instead of just a city and yeah. i mean the blue jays obviously are running that food drive that are um all the proceeds are going to the food banks of canada which supports all the banks in every province and territory and i mean and we we have such a good pull and we do such a good job with this stuff and I feel like fans really get behind it and I'm really proud to be like be a part of an organization that really takes care of people in need and stuff like that and it's really they really do a really good job in any way that all all of us players can help we 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 try to help them that is amazing Ryan Barucki from your Toronto Blue Jays thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Moga show can't wait to have you back on the field more importantly can't wait to have you back in our city man oh appreciate it guys thanks for having me and hopefully we're back soon and if you want to be a part of tonight's virtual variety hour seven o'clock bluejays.com is where you go this is the Roz and Mocha show podcast 
Not ready. Not ready. Not ready. How okay. can you not be ready? What's now the I am. matter? Okay, oh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready now? Duh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss 92.5 news break. The Bieber's got a brand new show. Yeah. On I think what is it? YouTube. It's yeah. It's Facebook. Facebook, right? They're on the the that new Facebook streaming section. I don't know what you call that, uh, but it's basically Justin and Haley hanging out at the big giant house they have in Puss Lynch, Ontario. Uh, just talking so just kind of like what they do on IG Live. It, it's basically that, but only I think maybe with a little bit more production value. It takes a lot of work, wouldn't you say? Like we, yeah, we've had to work hard on our relationship, and I think that that pays off in a way where you just become so connected to each other and so close and so just solid with each other. Now, where are they? It sounds very noisy. I, I think they're in a rowboat. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they got a lake right behind their house. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think they're in a rowboat. Were they wearing GoPros? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. What? Yeah, the whole thing is shot on GoPros. Like, they just have oh. all the GoPros set up. And it's just them talking about life. And I kind of like this. I I like the idea of them just hanging around, talking about actual stuff. Because we knew from Haley when we weren't hearing from Justin that he was going through a lot of stuff. And then he did that YouTube series, which was he was very open with everything. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm happy to see a sort of young celeb couple not doing a shenanigan-based reality just real. thing just sort real, of keep, just sort of keeping it real yeah. just out on the lake in puss lynch <laughs> kicking it on a boat yeah man uh tom cruise and elon musk are looking to shoot a movie in space oh yeah of course so they've and they've said this is not a mission impossible uh installment so this comes from deadline and they're saying that tom cruise and elon musk want to shoot the first ever narrative feature film shot outside of earth <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But that is so Tom Cruise, though, right? Like, if There's anybody's... nobody else that'd be able to do this other than Tom Cruise. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Exactly. And Elon Musk. Is he going to, like, jump off of a satellite and then, like, plummet to Earth <laughs> no, and land you, perfectly? You can't. Oh, yeah, no, I guess you'd die. <laughs> you can't plummet <laughs> to Earth. Like, you would just... I bet Tom Cruise could. Like, you just float away. Like, you just... That's it. What if you were holding weights? <laughs> it wouldn't matter. It's weightlessness. That's the whole point of space. Like 50 pound weights. <laughs> no, it's like you, could, fifty pound weights. You like could this. be holding uh, what if fifty thousand pound enough? weights. What if you're close enough to the atmosphere? Remember that guy a few years ago? He partnered with Red Bull. Oh, and he, yeah, the parachute. And he, and he jumped. He parachuted yeah. from space, just from like just outside of Earth. Yeah, where there you could jump and gravity would still pull you. Yes. What if it was like that? I, then I guess fifty pound weights. I, you would need fifty pound weights at that point. Just your body weight. Yes. Free <laughs> <laughs> fall. Yeah. Do a Tom Cruise, please. Right. Yeah. No. That would be. Uh, that would be great. Uh, so Joe Exotic and I guess his people have. Uh, they've decided to officially launch a campaign to formally seek a presidential pardon from Trump. Uh, they got themselves a bus. No, they didn't. Yeah. Uh huh. And the bus, I guess, is going to. Go to Washington to, like, I, guess, I don't know, fill it full of people that are then going to go and, like, I don't know, like, I imagine campaign. it going just as well as when in Jersey Shore, Snooki, Wow, Dina yeah. went to Washington to try to get, make the situation a pardon when he was in prison. So... They got a bus, and written on the side of the bus is President Trump, please pardon Joe Exotic. At least I said please. 
so it's he's launching an official campaign with his legal team now um, to get that official pardon. If you remember, back on uh, April 8th, Donald Trump was asked about this during a press conference. He has 22 years for what? What did he do? Allegedly hired someone to murder an animal rights activist, but he said that he didn't do that. I'll take a look. Now, yeah, exactly. But it was also the 22 years for animal abuse, right? Like, yes, he tried to hire a hitman, but it was also the animal abuse charges, which we can't overlook. That's fairly, like, that's documented. Uh, And Joe Exotic's current husband, Dylan Passage, was talking about self-isolation and quarantine and coronavirus and everything else. And guess who he blamed this whole thing on? (gasps) On Trump? Quarantine is tough, and it's it's really hard to stay positive, but you can do it. I know it all sucks, but there's only one person that we can blame for this, and that is Carol Baskin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's blaming coronavirus on Carol Baskin? He's blaming everything on Carol Baskin, because oh, why not? Oh uh, Twitter is testing out a new feature that will make people rethink uh, their tweets before they send them as a reply. So we've talked about this before. This is not the edit function that a lot of people want. However, I don't want an edit function on Twitter. Um, So if you hit reply to something and your reply has words in it or phrases that have been deemed offensive and or hurtful language in other posts, the algorithm will pick it up and it will ask you to rethink hitting send if you it's sort of like are you sure yeah it's like the are you sure function uh-huh. we notice some discrepancies here yeah so uh and i guess it's a way to i don't know to, to sort of like get people to or encourage people to rethink behavior and language and bullying and just being terrible people altogether. Just taking that extra second, yeah, and that fit of rage that you may have, yeah. But I, I the other the other thing too is that just with everything, so much on Twitter is just anonymous people anyway, right? Yeah. It's people that have you know these accounts that aren't tied in any way to you know a, a person's actual life, right? So nobody's gonna do nobody's gonna do that, and people are still gonna continue to be terrible. Uh, Barack Obama is set to deliver a commencement speech. Um, during a star-studded virtual graduation special. So this is going to be on ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC, May wow. 16th at 8 p.m. So uh, Ben Platt's going to be there. Uh, Malala will be there. LeBron James is there, and his organization is one of the people behind this entire thing. Uh, Jonas Brothers are going to be there. Is it for, like, all colleges, universities, high schools? I think... I think it's kind of, like, across the board? Yeah, I uh. think it's going to be, hey, we all know that the class of 2020, there's no graduations across the board. There's no commencement. There's no anything. Yeah. Uh, Do they get paid for this, you think? No. I don't think so, because okay. it's all charitable organizations that gotcha. are that are behind it. Uh, okay. Maybe somebody's getting paid. I don't know, but um, but no, I don't think Obama's getting paid to do the uh, <laughs> the commencement address during. I don't know <laughs> during the pandemic. All these, all these networks. Maybe right? I know. I mean, they made a lot of money off Netflix anyway. I think that they're doing, That's true. They're doing okay. Uh, and yesterday we talked about how crazy it was that Tom Cruise uh, was trying to shoot a movie in outer space, mm. where he just the story was that he hooked up with Elon Musk and SpaceX and NASA and everything else. And it was a little too sort of out there to believe, right? 
And then NASA yesterday confirmed it, saying NASA is very excited to work with Tom Cruise on oh, a yeah? film about the international aboard the International Space Station. Yeah, so he's actually going to shoot a movie on the International Space Station. I wonder how long it's going to take for him to go through training, like the same kind of training that astronauts go through before they're shot up there. I don't know how long it'll take, but I I know this, and that if anybody is going to go through it and come out like an absolute legend, it's going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. This is just what he does. Didn't he, for that last Mission Impossible, really jump from... Yeah, he was hanging off the side of a plane. In in Dubai? Yeah, he made the entire cast of the new Top Gun movie learn how to fly fighter jets. Oh, man. (laughs) Listen, if I'm going to do it, you're going to do it. Yes. (laughs) AMC's working on a Rob Ford television show. And uh, if it gets greenlit, uh, Jim Gaffigan will com- will uh, portray Rob Ford. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So AMC, the same network as uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. They're not going to get into the uh, the the late Rob Ford they had, I have a working title for them. Which is what? Uh, plenty to eat at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is according to Variety. So okay. it, it looks like uh, uh, it will also be executive produced by Ed Helms. What? Yeah. Yeah. From The Office? Yeah. Andy? Yeah. So the writer and executive producer on the series is uh, uh, the guy who wrote uh, The Sinner and Letterkenny. Wow. Yeah. Right. So there you go. So I'm interested in that. Uh, Elon Musk and Grimes had their kid. Baby boy. Name Tesla? No. So oh. a, a fan had asked what the name was. Mm-hmm. And what Elon Musk wrote back was XAEA-12 Musk. <laughs> Hold on, let me write this down. X? I don't know what this AE thing is. I don't know. It's like an A and an E combined. I think it's one of the part of Grimes' album. I think, isn't that what she called her album? XAE. Something like that? Yeah. So it's, it's and I don't know what that symbol's called. It's an, it's an A attached to an E. But like the A is like leaning over. I don't, I don't know what that symbol's called. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how you say that. I don't even know if it's a thing. Like so, the ampersand sign? Like that actually has a name? X but we just a- call it at? E dash. What? Oh. So it's X A E A dash 12. A. Yeah. Now I know he's probably just goofing because nobody would do that to a child. Because that's a that's a oh. product number, not a name. Z E 12. What? Zia 12. Oh, Zia 12? Duh. Yeah, okay. Sorry, my bad. Forget about it. You know that this is uh, Elon Musk's sixth son? What? Yeah. He has five of the kids? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, four, because, yeah, but he's got five. Yeah, yeah. This is sixth son. It's what? Grimes' first kid. Wow. Yeah, he's I had not no even idea. 50 yet. He's only like 48, I think, 48 or 49. All right, Elon. Yeah, there you go. Um, Harry Potter, still, everybody loves Harry Potter. And what's happening right now is the first book and the Harry Potter series is being read chapter by chapter uh, by Daniel Radcliffe and David Beckham's going to do a chapter. Eddie Redmayne's going to do a chapter. Stephen Fry, Dakota Fanning, and uh, so many more stars are going to be sitting at home reading a chapter each of the first Harry Potter. So wonderful. This is Daniel Radcliffe kicking Hi, it all off. I'm Daniel Radcliffe, and this is chapter one of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on where you are in the world. Okay, so... So polite. Chapter one. The boy who lived. 
Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four Privet Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. They were the last people that you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious because they just didn't hold with such nonsense. Mr. Dursley was the director of a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a big, beefy man with hardly any neck, although he did have a very large moustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde and had nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning over garden fences, spying on the neighbors. <laughs> it's not bad, huh? I'm into it. So out of BC, uh, they're starting to open up things a little bit differently than uh, we are here in Toronto. So starting mid-May, um, they're going to allow retail outlets, restaurants, hair salons will be allowed to reopen as long as they have a plan to protect customers and staff in Ontario. Uh, nurseries will be allowed to open and on Saturday, hardware and safety supply stores, the official list of things that, um, will be all up and running in one way, shape or form on Monday are garden centers and nurseries, lawn care and landscaping, uh, additional essential construction. Um, and I don't know when you're going to be able to get a haircut though. That's the real big question, right? Yeah. Cause right now everything like there's things that you can book by appointment that, like if a hair salon is open, I don't see why they can't take one customer at a time. Because I guess maybe because they touch you. You have to touch somebody to cut their hair. Because I'm looking at like the whole idea with car dealerships. Okay. Where you're allowed to run a car dealership as long as it's by appointment only. First of all, I could never do that. If I, if I booked an appointment to go to a car dealership yeah. where I was like the only person in there and then there was like an employee who was only assigned to me, I would feel so much pressure to buy a car. Yeah. There's no way I could leave without buying one. They're like, sir, what are you looking for? You're like, yeah. I'll take three. I'll take three. I would feel, <laughs> I could never do that. I could never put somebody out like that. Does it have wheels? Yep, I'll take yeah. three. I could never, I would feel so guilty if I booked an appointment, went in, I had all these people working like for me, spent an hour of the guy's time and then turned around and walked out without buying a car. I would feel so guilty. How are you supposed to do a test drive? Can you? I guess. Because you have to have that stranger sitting next to you. I guess. You can still rent a bike on the corner. No, I know. But like social distancing, that person is... Do they still sit with you when you do a test drive or do you take the car out by yourself? No, they sit with you. No, they don't. Yeah, do they? they do. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing their job, man. Come on. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> I'll take three. MLB is telling players to prepare for a season. Uh, they could start spring training in June with an Spend opening summer? day. Yeah. With an opening day early July. Uh, they say general oh, managers uh, from at least a dozen teams have reached out to players suggesting that they ramp up baseball activities um, and executives telling players and agents to uh, get ready. So, so hopefully... That like? That's less than 100 games then, right? Yeah, I guess so. I think it's like an 80-something game season Ooh. is what they're, is what they're wow. shooting for. Jason Alexander, I missed this, and I'm going to go back and watch it now, did a Zoom call with Julie Louis-Dreyfus talking about Seinfeld. And Jason Alexander was talking about the finale and what lengths people were going through to try and get information from them. Listen to this. My publicist, I don't know if this came through you too. My publicist was asking me if I was willing to leak out some secrets for money. And I went, they'll, <laughs> they'll kill us. I mean, <laughs> how can you do that? I hope you fired that publicist. Uh, no, in fact, I gave him a raise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, After watching that episode, I was I like, no. 
It's okay. I know. I know. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld did an interview the other day as well where he was saying that he's pretty sure that there will be no more comedians in cars getting coffee. So that's oh, done. that's it. Yeah, so that's done too. He's talked to all the comedians in all the cars. Did <laughs> <laughs> you book one of the private appointments? I'll take three. So they did a poll during, there's all this sort of new information and people asking questions that they've never really asked before because of COVID-19. And they asked people, do you wash your hands after every time you use your phone? Oh, wow. Good question. No. Because that is like the sort of one of the new questions that you would ask somebody, right? So what would you say, according to the new survey, what percentage of people now say they wash their hands every single time after they use their phone? I'd say it's a super low number, like 10%. Maury? I was going to say like 2%. 72%. 72 said they they do or they don't? They do. What? They say 72% according to 72% of liars is what that is right there. There's no way. Like, There's no way. I, every now and then, I will give my phone a good wipe down. Like, I'll clean it properly. Yeah. But not every single time no. after I use it. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, ever since everything happened, my new normal is I do wash my hands a lot more than I did before. Uh, 66% of people plan to avoid handshakes when this is all over. I'm, I'm there. I'm and, not, that's how me. are you supposed to make a bad deal? And 62% of people say that they plan on avoiding hugs. Well, finally, 51% of people say that they've now judged someone they know for not following social distancing. I think there's a lot of that going on. I oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. snitching on people all the time, man. I got that, I got that number on speed dial. Oh, wow. Don't you even worry. What, 311? Switch your mouth, whatever. You, listen, be honest, you just learned just, how to do speed dial, listen, right? Stop it. Okay? <laughs> Don't. Nothing like getting busted in a lie live on the radio. <laughs> Uh, both Nev Campbell and David Arquette say Scream 5 is a possibility. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so in a new interview, Nev Campbell was saying, quote, we're having conversations, hopefully we'll be able to do it. She did add that it was, they didn't know whether they were going to do this or know how they were going to do this after Wes Craven passed away. She says, I'd originally been really apprehensive about doing another screen without Wes because he was such a genius. Then she goes on to say, but the director's, uh, interested in Scream 5 have come to me with such a great appreciation for Wes's work and they really want to honor it and that meant a lot to me and then David Arquette said that he would love to go back and do Dewey as well. It's tough to do those Scream movies now though with the, with technology that yeah. we have because what made those movies great is that, remember like remember that, like, weren't they like well, if you aren't the killer, then why do you have a cell phone? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Explain that. Why do you have a phone? Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. A screen would like be just last, so different in a, in a sort of modern tech world. The last one they tried to do using the same theory of like, well, how do you do this in modern time yeah. with the tech available? And they did an okay job with it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if Scream 5 is supposed to be like a redo of Scream 4. Yeah. Because like I said, Scream 4 was okay. Yeah, it was fine. wasn't great. But uh, I don't know. Have there been any really great sort of teen horror movies lately? Like what's the last one? What's the last great teen the horror Halloween movie? The Halloween one that came out like two summers ago. The oh, Halloween like ha- one? No, that wasn't no, no, no. great. What about like Happy Death Day? No, still not that Those great. Those ones were like... 
But they're they not warranted a sequel. But they're not they're not legendary though. They're not like Oh, you're talking legend. Yeah. Like, I think I think the last real great sort of teen horror movie that I watched Cabin in the Woods was really That's good. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods was was like that movie is so well done and I don't know if it could have been any better, but I don't know if anything's come out since then because they tried with like um remember the Final Destination run that we had oh, where there man. was all those movies and then they went through a really terrible run with all the scream copycats like Hostel and stuff like that which were just awful but like there were really those ones, great I think. horror movies. There hasn't really been any like teen horror movies. There hasn't been a great Great one in a while. Has Netflix done one that was really great? No. Like a teen one? Yeah. No. What about the one with Robbie Amell? But the babysitter? Yeah. Nah, it's not really. That's more, that's, I find that more comedy. Yeah. Like kind of in the horror genre. I feel like there, there's one that I'm forgetting though, and somebody's going to remind me of it, but I'm, I'm, all for, by the way. I'm all for teen horror movies, man. I love them. That is like such a genre that was just so cool back in the day. Uh, and they just really stopped making great ones. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Lisa, how you doing, girl? Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great. Um, we've talked to you many times before, right? Yes, actually. It's been a little while now. Yeah. How's the baby? Good. Getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. how uh, Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, going on 17 months now. Oh, wow. How do you know so much? I remember, I know, this stuff. I, it's crazy. Yeah, because we <laughs> talked to Lisa a couple times on the live show and on the podcast, and I know Lisa asks questions weekly for Ask Razamoka. It's crazy. Yes, I do. I have no memory of you, Lisa. So go ahead, new friend. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to change who my favorite is now. <laughs> oh, damn. No, that's why I'm your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Lisa? Uh, so have you guys set a goal for yourself during this whole uh, self-isolating thing that you've actually accomplished? No, mm. not at all. You haven't, huh? No, I mean, we have goals, but like the one kind of big thing that we wanted to do around the house was finally get to painting each room. But we can't because the paint stores have been closed. And they're only now starting to open up where we can do curbside pickup. So we're now selecting. Actually, no, we have the colors that we want to paint each room. So we're finally this weekend able to place our order and do a pickup on like Monday or something. Right. So that's like kind of one of the big, big, big goals that we had during isolation was to finally get our house painted because we've been in this house for just over a year now and we haven't done anything. Are you doing it yourself? Yeah. Are you hiring people? No, we're going to do it ourselves. God, when you hire people to to paint, it's so expensive. It is way more expensive what you think it would be. Oh, yeah. Like way more expensive than what you think See, I would hire to paint like when you have like high walls. Yeah. Right? Because I, well, I would screw once, that up. Once you start getting into ceilings and stuff like that, oh my God. Yeah, we're just doing real, we're just doing walls. We're not messing with the ceilings at all. It's a lot of money to have somebody come in and paint your house. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy that you that you mentioned that because I when all just before all of this started, we started a fairly substantial reno at the cottage. Yeah. We're adding like 600 plus square feet, right? Sick. And then all of this happened. And so everything just didn't come to a screeching halt, but things became very difficult because I like to take a role in the project managing of everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I work with a contractor, but I don't have the contractor just go and buy all the things. So I 
source them by the windows. I source them by the flooring. I source them by the tiling. I source them by all the big sort of materials, mm-hmm. right? And since we're doing this, I was like, I am not going to let, the goal was I'm going to figure out a way to do all of this and not miss any of the deadlines because I don't want anybody to think that I can't handle doing this. So I remember last week I was on the phone on FaceTiming Mm -hmm. with a woman at a tile store where she was walking around the tile store with her phone showing me tiles on the wall. Yeah. And I was picking them like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, to your left. Go to your go to your left. Go to your right. Go to your right. I was doing that. And then I ordered a bunch of samples. She sent the samples to my house. I went through the samples, got back on FaceTime with her, went to another part of the store, got more samples sent to me. Wow. And then I finally decided on that. And I and I had to get flooring done. And I had old flooring in the cottage that I needed to match. And I finally found the company that did this. And I drove to like way, way, way North Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I went to this warehouse in the middle of nowhere where they make this flooring. And the people there were really cool. And they took one piece of the flooring that they thought that it might be. And they put it out back of the back door on a fire escape in this industrial neighborhood. And I showed up with my one piece of flooring in the back of my truck. To match? To match. And I walked <laughs> up to this building. I walked up to this building wow. with my piece of flooring and I held it up against theirs. And I was like, yep, that's the right one. And then I ran back to the truck, put my piece in my truck and I called them on the phone and I was like, yep, that's it. And they were like, okay, cool. And then the guy opened the door a little bit, waved to me, grabbed his piece of flooring, brought it back in. And then I placed my order. Wow. Right. So like, there's all this stuff that you, you, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. And I just don't want to... didn't want to give up on it. I don't want to give up course, on it. And I don't want to miss any of the deadlines. And I don't want people to think that I'm holding up the job because everybody wants to get paid. And the one thing I didn't want to do is I didn't want to stop the job because these guys need to get paid. And I want to pay these guys, right? Like, I don't want anybody to be out of work and they were banking on this. You know, it's yeah. just, it's one of those things, right? So that was my goal is I didn't want any of this to sort of disrupt... Um, everything that had been going on and, and sort of commitments that I had that I had made. And so it is taking an incredible amount of time and energy, though, to, to sort of pull this off. It's yeah. crazy. What yeah. about you, Lisa? Do you have anything, like, since quarantine? Did you set a goal for yourself that you wanted to accomplish? Uh, yeah, we, we bought our house about five years ago, and it had some dead trees in the back, and, and unfortunately it was put on the back burner for things to do, but now that no family comes around and it's beautiful outside, we've managed to cut down the dead trees. Good for oh, you. Oh, wow, nice. Good for you. Very satisfying cutting down a dead tree. Yeah. It's very satisfying. And you have all that when it has a, Yeah, and it had a fence growing through it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's tough. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, you got to watch out, Maury. Is that what you call uh, committing treason? Yes, it is. That's exactly <laughs> treason. Yeah, no, I love doing all that stuff. I'm with you. I uh, Give me all the dead trees to cut down. It's so much fun. Dan yes. Maury, any goals? Um, I just wanted to get my, my dog to not pee in the uh, condo and to <clears throat> love me. So what about the peeing in the condo? Is he still peeing in the condo? Still peeing in the condo and does not love me. Right. So, so we're working on that. have not accomplished those goals. <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, guys. Have a good oh, one. Yeah, Wonderful day. John Han asks, who is on Toronto's Mount Rushmore of sports? You can pick one from Blue Jays, one from the Raptors, one from the Leafs, uh, one from whichever sport you want. How many faces are on Rushmore? Four or five? Four. Oh, who is on the Mount Rushmore of Toronto well, sports? Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Absolutely. Yes. Joe Carter. 100% Joe Carter. Definitely Kawhi. He won us a championship as well. You got to get the guys in there that won the championships. 100%. Not Kyle Lowry or? Nope. Nope. 
Nope. I didn't even think about Kawhi to be honest nope. with you. I'm telling out of you, sight, I, out of mind. And I'm telling you, it's 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 uh, for me, it's a hundred percent Kawhi over Vince Carter. See, I was gonna say Vince Carter. Nope. A hundred percent Kawhi over Vince Carter. Yeah, so it has Vince to be. Got Shem is close. losing his mind. Shem, you can come in here and do this with us. I don't want Shem's really going to, you can bleep this, right? I, I said Kawhi Leonard over Vince Carter. Shem is going to himself. Okay. I was one of the Toronto fans who was very upset when Vince Carter left with the way that he left. Yeah. yeah. Vince Carter is undoubtedly ahead of Kawhi Leonard because he put Toronto on the map for everything that he did for the city. Hold on here. You're putting Vince Carter yes. on Rushmore over the guy that won the Raptors their first NBA title. 100%. Ludicrous. Because, and, and the reason Ludicrous. I say this is because I don't I don't credit Kawhi solely for giving Toronto that first ring. I think you got to give people like Kyle Lowry. Now, hold Masai, on. It doesn't I say, put Masai Ujiri ahead. No, of, we're talking athletes. Right, no, now. it doesn't say athletes. It just said no, who in Toronto sports. Okay, I, so I, let's, I, we're talking. Let's do, let's do athletes. Let's Vince, not open up the general managers. Mocha, <laughs> um, okay, so Mocha, you say what between, uh, between? I still say Vince Carter. You do, huh? Yeah, I still say Vince. That Vince Sanity era. I agree I with Shem. He get brought it. he brought like so much attention to Toronto and the Raptors as being a a legit team to the rest of the NBA. Now I'm going to say this: the Raptors still aren't a legit team to the rest of the NBA. Absolutely. Okay, I think that all of this Vince Carter stuff is very much in the minds of only Toronto Raptors fans. Probably. I don't sure. think I don't Probably. think the Vince Carter thing translates to the rest of the NBA or to the rest of the sports world. I think Kawhi coming to Toronto and in one season crushing and getting Toronto their first win 100% puts Kawhi above Vince Carter. See, I got to disagree with you because when Vince Carter was at the top of his game here in Toronto, he was arguably the biggest star in the NBA at the time. Yeah. The Especially after, after he yeah. won that, that dunk competition. In 2000, yeah. Right? Bigger than Shaq, yeah. bigger than Kobe, bigger than all of those guys. Yeah. He was the biggest yeah, star. I, I, still say, I, I still say you can't put him above a guy that won the ring. I don't mm. know. I, that's just me. That's yeah. just me. And then, uh, okay, so so it's up for debate between Vince Carter and Kawhi Leonard. That's fine. That's fine. I can go either way with that, I guess. What about Leafs? Um, Leafs is a tough one because... I, say, I like, for me, because I like him, is Doug Gilmore. Yeah, but what puts what gives him that credit to be on Mount Rushmore of the Leafs? What did over who others like? Okay, so if you're arguing. Okay, so so nobody nobody is nobody in our era. I mean, are we? How far are we going back? We're not going to go back. You know, like Daryl Sittler? No, 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 <laughs> no. We're we're going we're going like sort of modern era of like you know late eight like eighties on. Because I was going to okay? say Henderson because he did that <clears throat> that unbelievable goal. But that was not for the Leafs though. But he played for the league. Doesn't matter. It wasn't he wasn't playing for the he wasn't playing. What for about the Wendell Clark? Then. See you, legend. Okay, but here's the thing: is that if you're going to put Wendell Clark and, and Doug Gilmore into the same conversation, because I think that they're both awesome, and for me, I love Doug Gilmore, and he got us the farthest. Yeah, we have, but you have to then put Gilmore's reign as Leafs captain up against Matt Sundin's reign as Leafs <sighs> captain. Oh my God! Okay, and Matt Sundin was arguably the best captain that the Leafs have ever had. Yeah, I, and if the I most had talented to, captain that the Leafs have. If ever I had, had to put the two of them up against each other, so f- minus Wendell Clark. Yeah, love you, bro, but <laughs> you're out of the convo now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes, if I had to pick between Matt Sundin and Doug Gilmore, yeah, I'm going Matt Sundin. Right. 
And then what are the other? And then what are the other sports here? I mean, we also can, we, we know can put that somebody uh, else in hockey up there, but Doug Gilmore's family listens to the Raz and Mogan Listen, show and to uh, our podcast. Hey. Hello. I love Dougie. <laughs> Don't, Dougie's my guy, okay? Like that, I still I still sometimes will just sit and think about the Leafs LA series with the high stick and Marty McSorley and bloody Wayne Gretzky and everything else. Like I spend a lot of time thinking about that series, like way too much time thinking about that series because that was the closest we've come really in my lifetime. Uh, so I, I would say, like, I love Doug Gilmore. I love Doug Gilmore. But I don't know if you, if you, talking about captains that haven't won championships, if you can put Gilmore over Sundin. I just don't know if you can. However, I do love that Doug Gilmore sort of stuck around and he's still part of the fabric of this city. Where Sundin left the, left the Leafs and he left in such a terrible way and he went out west and put a terrible taste in everybody's mouth. And then the man just disappeared. Yeah. Right? What's he doing now? I, I think, don't know. Right? No idea. Huh. What about Mike Pinball Clemens? I was thinking. Mike Pinball but Clemens. Players. Pinball you play? Clemens is a player. Oh, yeah. 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 But what about Jose Bautista? <laughs> nope. Not for the Jays. I would put Doug Flutie over Jose Bautista. Yes. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I, I would. I put I would. I put Flutie over, mm-hmm. over Jose but it Bautista. Has to be, it has to be Joe Carter. He got that home run. No, yeah, Joe Carter's a hundred percent. I think Joe Carter might be the only one that's like a a certain a lock for a the lock. a lock. Yeah. Yeah, I think Joe Carter is the one that we can all agree on, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is there anybody else from the Jays that everybody would agree on? Almar? I, yes, Robbie Almar. Alomar, I mean, for sure. Huge. Oh, but I would still, see, I thought of Alomar as well, but I would yeah. still pick Joe Carter over Robbie Alomar. But I'd almost pick Roberto Alomar. I think he's more of a lock than any of the Leafs. What? In Toronto really sports? Do. In Toronto sports, I no. do. I do. No. I do. No, I, I, I don't think that they, I don't think anybody is an absolute lock except for Joe Carter, as far as one that every single person would agree on. But I don't know if you can put Roberto Alomar up against Doug Gilmore. I don't know. And then the Argos, we all agree. Doug pinball? Flutie, Doug Flutie, oh. Pinball Clemens. Yeah, I think I think either of those yeah. two. Doug Flutie for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Because Pinball, he never got his own cereal, right? No, no. Okay. Flutie Flakes. Yeah. So, okay, so, so I'm going to say Flutie, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he got go that with, cereal. Yeah, I'd go with, okay, so why don't we save the five then? Why don't we do Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard? So No, Vince, you got a four. four. It's four. It's four. Oh, it's four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Kawhi Leonard. Hold on here. Let me do this. Okay, so Vince Carter. Yes. And then I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard, and I'm going to say Doug Flutie, and I'm going to say Joe Carter. Sorry, Joe, Joe Carter, and I'm going to say Matt Sundin. Just going by sport by sport. So those are those are my four. Mocha, who's your four? Vince Carter. Yeah. Matt Sundin. Yeah. Flutie Flakes. Yeah. And Joe Carter. Okay. Shem. Oh man, I'm going to go Mike Pinball Clemens. Yeah. I'm going to go Joe Carter. Yeah. Vince Carter. Yeah. And I'm actually going to throw another leaf, uh, Raptor on there. Okay. Don't hate me. Yeah. I'm going to say Kyle Lowry. Wow. 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 I'm going to say Kyle. Wow. Bruh. So what sport did you bypass? You just bypassed the Leafs. Yeah. You yeah. bypass hockey. Get out of wow. the city. <laughs> you, can't do, okay, you can't do Rushmore without putting a leaf on there. Well, you just you can't said do it. one from each. So. Yeah, whatever. Oh, okay, wow. Of course. You can break the rules. Maury, who's yours? Uh, whatever you said. Oh. <laughs> Sports. Maury don't care. All right. Uh, Aaron Thank asks, you, what's one movie or book or TV show that you can't wait to introduce your kid to once they're old enough? Interesting, because I I've went through I've went through this so many with so many of the things that I loved when I was a kid, or even even as I, I liked as an adult. Yeah, um, we 
started to watch. The problem is with a lot of these shows and movies, and we're finding it right now watching Gilmore Girls, and we found it with Harry Potter, and we found it with Stranger Things, and we found it with all of these other great shows yeah. and movie series, is that when they were first released, the audience grew with the content. The audience grew with the story. And so when you start watching Harry Potter, it's very dangerous because the first Harry Potter is very much cool and acceptable for little kids. Like mm -hmm. you can be, you know, seven or eight and enjoy Harry Potter. But you can't jump right into two, three, four, five, and so on because the stories get so much darker and the subject matter mm. gets so much more serious and so much more adult that if you don't pace yourself with the Harry Potter movies, your kid will lose interest fast and they become too scary and they become too unrelatable to little kids. So you almost have to spread them out. Like we watched- Almost the, like in what? Like almost in, like the way that it was. It was released. Which is yeah. what we did with Rox. Roxy watched oh, wow. the first Harry Potter for two years only thinking there was one. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then we told her there was a second one. Uh -huh. And then she spent about eight months on that one, almost a full year. And then we were able to introduce all the other ones to her. Same thing with Stranger Things. We watched season one of Stranger Things because mm. the kids are much younger and she could relate to them. We, we put episode one of season two of Stranger Things on and shut it off. And we're like, you're not ready. Yeah, because season just, two is actually pretty scary. Season two is actually pretty scary. And they talk about more sort of adult things. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like there's just a lot of this stuff. Gilmore Girls, they've been binging, they've been binging Gilmore Girls over isolation. And when Gilmore Girls starts, Rory's kind of young. Like she's like in grade seven or eight or nine or whatever it is. And Rox yeah. can sort of relate to that. And now she's like, you know, talking about getting married. She's in her third year of Yale. And Roxy's just not really that interested in her as a character anymore. And she's liking and the show. Of the story like for different too characters it, it but it, but but when you watch it that took seven years when you watched it on television right. where roxy it's taken her seven weeks yeah right See, so for me it's, it's difficult things like scar uh, scarface not yet um star wars and like goodfellas stuff like that like when yeah. he's when cruz is old enough i mean he's only three yeah. but i find my problem is that i don't know if he would like be into it or appreciate it the way i did because I watched the movie and then had to wait a little bit to watch the next one, wait a little bit. Yeah. And also technology, right? The yeah. the stuff that he's watching now, like even animated stuff, mm -hmm. is far beyond what anything was available when movies were being made when I was growing up. Kids today are not interested at all in A New Hope. It's boring. Really? It's boring. How many lightsaber fights are there in A New Hope? One. And how good is that fight on a scale oh, of one terrible. to 10? It's like 45 seconds long. It's like a two on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. So when anything that, when kids start learning about, especially the toys with Star Wars, like lightsabers and the ships and everything else, when you introduce them to a new hope, it's, it's, it's unbearably boring for them. I have a question. Yeah. Star Wars related. Yeah. Because this popped up on, uh, I don't know if it was Reddit, somewhere online because May the 4th was not that long ago, right? If Darth Vader was so powerful... Mm -hmm. And he wanted to, like, destroy Luke, mm -hmm. right? Let's say an empire. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he just use, like, a force choke on him? Because I don't think he wanted to destroy Luke. I think he wanted to... He needed to get Luke to the point of where he came to his side. Mm. So I don't know... And is know. he not also his dad? Yeah. You wouldn't kill your son. Well, that happens, though. That happens in a lot of movies. I know, but then you go to jail. He cut his hand off. Yeah, he went that far. He went that far. I kicked him out of a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? In like, the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> like, he went, he went far. He was dangling him. Yeah. From yeah. the top well, of then, Cloud then, City. Then why far. go through all the effort of telling him that, you know, I'm your dad? Because he wanted gonna... him to turn. 
He wanted he wanted to get him onto the dark side. He needed Luke by his side. That was the that was the sort of hard part of it. But I don't think he wanted to kill him. Back to the Future is another one. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know. If don't Bruce watch it too be... early, man. I'm telling you. I know. I know. Don't watch I these know, movies too early. I know. I just get excited, right? Because your kid won't enjoy, and it's and it's going to be, and it's actually upsetting when you sit and you watch a movie with your kid that you really enjoyed. And it's one of those ones on your list that you couldn't wait to watch with them. Yeah. When they when you look at them and they they look at the movie like it's crap, it hurts. Yeah. Like it really hurts. So don't don't go too early with these. I find I enjoy watching him watch something that he loves right now. For example, the movie Cars. Right. He loves the first like 15, 20 minutes and then he doesn't care about the rest of the movie because he just loves all the fast-paced action, all the uh, the race car stuff, right? Like that's right. the only, well, we'll watch that and then once all that's over, mm-hmm. he'll want me to start the movie from the beginning and we'll watch that part again. Right. And we'll watch it like three, four times in a row because he just loves that scene so much. And I get enjoyment because we've seen it so much He's now at the point where he'll watch and he will start mumbling along like the words, the yeah, script, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and he'll yeah. sing the songs that are at the beginning. Yeah. And because uh, the first song is a Sheryl Crow song and then there's the Rascal yep. Flats, uh, Life is a Highway. Yeah. So he'll sing that. And like, I just get so much joy sitting on the couch like a creep watching him watch yeah, that movie. You got, you got lots of time. You got lots of time. Don't don't rush into things. Maury, is there anything that you want to watch with your dog, Andy, that well, you've we watched love, or We read Love You Forever, uh, the Robert Munch book together. To, what, you read it to the dog? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> How did he, that go? he ate half of it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. <laughs> uh, it's tough, though. It, it's hard when you want to introduce things to your, to, your, to your kid. Catherine's doing better at it than I am because... Catherine's 10 years younger than me, so her sort of movies from her youth are far more geared towards Roxy. Like, they will weekly, they still, every single week, they watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and, then, and then they just look at each other and go, bullshit, mama. <laughs> bullshit, mama. <laughs> the two of them. Bullshit, mama. Yeah, that's their line. So uh, she's doing. Catherine's doing better at it than I is, am. Uh, are you going to introduce Star Wars to Catherine soon? Uh, she's seen them. We. It's funny that you said that because Catherine, there was a lot that she hadn't seen. But Catherine and Roxy both prefer the new Star Wars movies to the old movies. Jenna is the exact same. Yeah. She prefers the newer stuff than yeah anything previous. Like, I, think, I think I tried to watch New Hope with her and. She, no, I'm pretty sure she fell asleep. It's intolerable. Because of the quality of the picture, yeah, I guess. It's just a, such a, it's so boring. It's so slow. See, with, with our house, I, it, the, the, like, I would say the favorite Star Wars movie right now in our house, if you had to pull me, Catherine, and Roxy, because their votes would outweigh my vote, the most popular and best Star Wars movie in our house right now is Solo. Oh, really? It's the one that, wow. they, it's the one that they enjoy the most. Huh. Yeah. Jenna loves, loves, prefers Force Awakens over anything else that we've seen. Yeah. Matthew hates Star Wars. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Dallas Singh asks, what's your top three? Oh, God, enough with the lists. Top three favorite. What? Ice cream flavors. See, I don't like ice cream. Why don't you like ice cream? I don't like sweet things. I don't not know. even ice cream. Nah, what you not like, really, Catherine? Not really my thing. That's true. I do. But like uh, ice cream, like on a hot ass day. Um, no, no. Ew, that's dairy. Who wants dairy on a hot oh, ass day? I yeah. love ice cream. Uh, but I will sorbet. say this: Can you add? Can we add like sorbet to it? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I will say this: As far as ice cream goes, the only yeah. ice cream that I will ever eat, if I have the choice. I will never choose to eat ice cream, but if somebody is like, we're going for ice cream and I'm there with them, uh-huh. I will only ever meet, eat uh, mint chocolate chip. 
Oh, okay, good one. That's that's my only ice cream Actually, that, I, I, like mint that I eat. No, I love, not that much. No? I enjoy um, like a vanilla bean, a straight up vanilla bean. Yeah. Interesting. I got Roxy cookies and cream last week. She really oh, did she love that. it? Catherine's been eating this um, fudge brownie ice cream. <gasps> Which one? Which one? Which one? I don't know. Oh, I, don't oh, I love she, fudge brownie. But, but she eats it like a five-year-old. She goes through it and just picks out all the brownies, and then her the tub has holes in it where she's like, oh, it's like. It's and like, then does she finish the ice cream? It's like she's After? like for gold, right? It's like oh. there's holes in it everywhere. She goes mining for it. No, uh, Maura, you're the ice cream expert. Heavenly hash will always be my. What is heavenly hash? Explain heavenly, this to me. Okay, heavenly hash. First of all, my dad's favorite as well. Yeah. So it has nuts. It has chocolate. Chocolate chunks in what it. Kind and of, it is what a chocolate. kind of nuts? I want to say. Is it almonds or I is it? I want to say almonds. Yeah. I, I really want to say almonds. So there's nuts in the ice cream. That's right. And then so what base ice cream is it? Chocolate. Oh, it's chocolate ice cream with nuts. And chocolate chunks, yeah. And chocolate chunks. And then mm. so Heavenly Hash, mint chocolate chip, and pistachio. Oh, pistachio. But I also am a sucker for Neapolitan. I will say this now that you bring up pistachio. You know what I do love, and I will put it on there. What is the green tea ice cream that you get at uh, Japanese restaurants? Yes. Thank you. Okay, hold refreshing. on now. Refreshing. Yes, refreshing. I will yeah. put that on there. Okay. Uh, maybe I only like green ice cream. Fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip. Yeah. Green tea ice cream. You got yeah. one more to go. Yeah. Well, I don't mind pistachio ice cream. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> do you ever drizzle anything on it, like Bailey's? Or no. What's that liqueur that's not a liqueur that's red that that you mix Shirley Temple's with? Like Quattro? Is that what it is? No. No, it's, no, it's like a temple. syrup almost. But anyway, I drizzle that on top of it. Is there booze in it? No. Oh. I always like, Ben and Jerry's makes like probably my favorite uh, ice cream flavor. Mm-hmm. It's called the, it's the Jimmy Fallon one, the Tonight Cookie Dough. Is it good? It is amazing. Okay, so talk me through this because ice it's cream. Got, What's in it? I think the base is vanilla, but okay. it's got... Uh, cookie dough in it, and then I think it's got like caramel chunks mm. and something else, but mm. it is so good. Mm. And then okay. there's a Dolce de Leche one, I think that Hagen dazs makes that I love because it's got uh, it's caramel, caramel base, mm-hmm. but then got like a caramel kind of like ribbon. You like that caramel flavor? A I lot. love See, I caramel. I'm not a fan. The Can't worst eat. ice cream is uh, that one. What do you call it? Splamoni. What's that? It's the one that they they have it at the old spaghetti factory. It's the only ice cream you can get at the old spaghetti. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds disgusting. Gross. It's ice cream. It's vanilla ice cream, and it has those like um, those those fruit that are in Christmas cakes in the ice cream. No, thank you. Yeah, Ew, no. Look, like wait, the candied fruit. Yeah, or, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Candied fruit in the ice cream. It's called splamoni. My Growing up, I remember my dad always bought, uh, what is it called? Neapolitan? Yeah. Where it's the, the three flavors? Yeah. yeah. Stupid. It was like strawberry, vanilla, vanilla, and, vanilla chocolate. and chocolate. Stupid. No Nobody kid ever wants ate that. that. You know, that's got to be like a very 80s thing. Yeah. Right? Nobody wants because that. Because my parents used to buy that all the time. The chocolate goes first. Yes. Right? And then the vanilla, and then the ice cream, and then you have four boxes of just no, the strawberry. No, wrong. It's strawberry goes first, then vanilla. No, you, that is, Gross. I'm telling you right now, you lived in a very unique house because yeah. strawberry, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chocolate goes first, then the vanilla, and then everybody just has uh, rectangles of uh, strawberries sitting in their yeah, freezers in, in boxes that are like growing like ice on them. How come they never sold the flavor separately? That's a ridiculous question. Wait, I know okay. the answer. Yep, they do more. All right, so Johnny has a great question. We're going to start with Maury on this. Can you spell your first name backwards out loud? Go. Okay, E-U-R-I-M-A. No. Huh? E-U-E-I. Hold on. You spell while I write it out, and then I'm going to tell you what you just spelled. Yeah. Okay, go. E-U-I-R-M-A. 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 
Okay, so but my name forward is M A U R I E. Ding ding ding. Ding ding. E I U R A M. What? Is that right? No. No. Oh. E I U R A M. No. E I U R A M. You keep saying the same thing. Are you sure? Yep. Go. E I U R A M. No. You're spelling Marui. Go again. E I U R. No. Okay. Where do you think you're going wrong? At the beginning. Yes. Start again. Which is actually the ending. Correct. So M A U R I E. So I know it's E I is correct. E I U R. No. M A U. Mar U E. E I. Oh, E-I-R-U-A-M. There you go. There you go. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, I can. Yeah. A-H-C-O-M. Yeah. Oh, Roz, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me write it down. <laughs> do you want me to try? Can I do yours? Uh, Z-O-R. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jenny asks, what recipe do you think people shouldn't mess with because it's perfect the way it is? That mac and is cheese. That is a really great question. It's a really great question. Well, you can say, say mac, mac and cheese. cheese lasagna, no, shepherd's pie. No, you can't put me. You can't. Well, no, 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 no. You can't say mac and cheese because there's like what do you what do you consider to be mac and cheese? No, I'm saying like the original, like not the way I make it. I'm just saying the original macaroni but, and cheese. Well, hold on here, but like the like, craft you mean, macaroni you mean like and cheese in the yes. box. Yeah. Okay. No, that first of all, that's no, that's like <laughs> I understand. No, 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 I do get it. That I do say this. You, I, I would understand if you said if you're eating craft macaroni and cheese, you should go just by the box. Cook it the way they say. Put it in a bowl and eat it. Don't add anything to it. Nothing. Not even hot dogs. <clears throat> no, not even not corn. Even, not, not even hot egg, dogs. Not even tuna. What about ketchup? Oh, see, I love ketchup. That's no, messing no, with it. I, I don't like ketchup. That's with, messing with, with it. Mac and cheese. But I'm saying that the original from the box, just the macaroni, just the cheese, that is the perfect recipe. But you mess with it though. Right. I'm saying you shouldn't. But you do. I know I do. But okay. you shouldn't. So to me, I would not say that box things should fit into this conversation. So are we just talking weird. original meals? Like just what you make, what but, you but prep at so home? But it's so difficult because recipes are so personal. Like I may like more salt in something than somebody else okay, does. How about I, tomato soup? Mm, it's perfect just the way it is. No, which I need the tomato soup though? Campbell's? Campbell's tomato soup. No, you know, I, I think I've told this story before. I used to eat a can of Campbell's tomato soup every day for lunch. Yeah. Every day of my life for lunch. And then I stopped eating it, I don't know, in like grade 10 or 11 or something. And I hadn't had it since. And about five, six years ago, uh, I was in my, in my 40s, I guess. I went to the store and I wasn't feeling well. And I grabbed a can of Campbell's tomato soup. And I'm like, oh my God, I brought it home. I showed Catherine. I'm like, look what I'm going to do. Relive my youth, baby. Made a tuna sandwich, everything else. I got the can, heat up the can, put the can, I got in the bowl, got my crackers ready, got my sandwich ready. I sat down. I took one spoonful of it and spit it back in the bowl. Really? Why? Yeah, because it's all sugar. Is it really? It's all all sugar. It's all sugar. It is like eating warm ketchup. It is nothing but sugar because I've had so many soups in my life now where they don't use sugar as filler to make them sweet. And when I had that can of Campbell's tomato soup, I took it in my mouth and I spit it back in the bowl. Really? Yeah, and I threw the whole thing away. Threw it right in the toilet. Creamy tomato soup. Yeah, I I do love creamy tomato soup. And it's now where you can, it comes in a container, you can just microwave it and drink it. Yeah, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound appealing at all. (laughs) Can I I go uh, think outside the box here with this? Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, we know what happens when they mess with that recipe. No, you're right. 
You're right. Uh, I will say that sometimes chips go a little too far for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Where I've I've had barbecue chips before where I'm like, man, this is sort of outside of the spirit of what you should be calling barbecue. Because sometimes you get a barbecue chip that's just nothing but sweet. Sometimes you get a quote-unquote barbecue chip that wants to burn your face off. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not like... That's you got to call it something other than barbecue at that point. Yeah, right? when it comes to that stuff, like barbecue chips, I think they should have just a category, just label it barbecue chips. Yeah, right. Yes, and then just leave that recipe. Right. Don't do one that's like sweet barbecue, Thank and then you. do one that says like tangy barbecue, and then smoky barbecue. Yes. you know what I mean. Yes. I yes. think just stick to, to to one thing. Yeah. One one flavor. Have of we barbecue. all agreed on the on the best chip flavor? Like one that we've all had. Is there a chip flavor from a particular brand we've of had chips this debate. that sits yeah. on top? For me, it's Miss Vicky's sea salt and vinegar. Okay. That's a good chip. Maury? See, it's a toss between dill and ketchup. But for which me. brand though? I want ruffle? No. Host no. What's the not the one with ruffle? Just a flat chip. Lay's. 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 So Lay's, Lay's what? Ketchup or dill. Lay's ketchup or dill. See, I do love a dill, but the president's choice, loads of dill is my favorite dill. I've never had that one. Oh my God. Actually. Bruh. And then so for me, I go back and forth as far as I do love a classic salt and vinegar. Yeah. Right? I love classic salt and vinegar chips. Um, the loads of creamy dill from President's Choice, the black and white bag, that that chip is like I eat the whole bag in, in one sitting. But also I am a huge fan of all dressed. But does it do you change your mind depending on what you're doing at the moment with the chip? Yeah, if I have a tuna sandwich, it's only salt and vinegar chips. Like I won't me, make a tuna sandwich unless I have salt and vinegar chips. If it's chips. a burger like a backyard bur- burger, yeah. I love a plain ruffled chip on the side like a you know you just pour yeah. it on the plate. That's I understand fantastic. that. See, understand certain that. flavors I will stick with certain brands. Okay. Like so for salt and vinegar, I will only choose Miss Vicky's. Really, huh? All dressed, I will only choose ruffles. Yeah. If I needed um, sour cream and onion, I would only choose President's Choice. Really? And then regular, straight up regular, it's yeah. either President's Choice or Miss Vicky's. Interesting. For plain ruffle, no name. No name. No wow, name. Yeah, no, no name. name. No name. <laughs> We, we've been in our house like so much lately eating ruffle chips and hummus. Mm-hmm. And just regular ru- ruffle chips, yeah. Regular ruffles, yeah. ruffles and hummus. We've mm. been pounding ruffles and hummus. You know what's good with hummus? What's the that? loaded pierogi chip. Is it good? Yeah, oh, those two together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Linda asks this question. We'll end on this one. Okay. So, from what I gather so far, Dammit Mori has accumulated three items out of five on his list in order to go to Shoppers Drug Mart deodorant, toothpaste, and hair gel, since he said he was using beard oil instead. My question is whether he has successfully reached five items yet to make the shopper's drug mart run. So let's just backtrack. The reason why you need five items is because... Oh, my Matthew, my husband will only let me go to shoppers if I have five things on my list. Where it makes it the the run worthwhile. Because you're not going to go in these times to get an item. Right, okay. Now, I broke the rules and I ordered hair gel on Amazon. Oh, but that's fine, though, is it not? Yeah, it's fine. Did he get mad? 
He did only because like you don't know where the package <laughs> has been. So the hair gel had to sit in a plastic Ziploc bag for three days because he feels that's what kills the virus. Right. So you have to put things in bags and leave them. Right. He's finding out how long it takes to kill something in a bag for a reason, more. <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take to stifle? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If my, if my partner, who I didn't get along with, was very much interested in how long it takes something to kill in a plastic bag... <laughs> Warning sign. He'd be asking questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a red flag. Big uh, red flag. At Kiss925 is where you'll find us on Instagram once a week. We'll post a picture that reads Ask Roz and Mocha. Ask your question. We'll try our best to answer. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss925.com. Or download the Kiss925 app.